Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> Great again. Ooh. Bitch, you got coronavirus. Gage Grosskreutz is the only person to survive of the three people shot during protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'm missing 90% of my bicep. I'm in constant pain, like excruciating pain, pain that just doesn't go away. I'm not an Antifa terrorist organizer. Grosskreutz says he's the one facing death threats. I've never fired my weapon that night. Why not? I was there to help people, not hurt people. Oh, good for you! I exercised my First Amendment right to peacefully protest. Long live the revolution. Long live the revolution! <laughs> you serious? I doubt it. You are fake news. I will eat your ass. I'll do it. Very fake news. Go home, bitch. I agree with that. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag free wherever he is. Get your clothes back and back out of here. You are a terrific team on all counts. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. All right, go, go. Yeah, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. I, my name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right by my wonderful co-host, Blonde, with the smoky eyes, I was going to say. Oh, this is pissing me off Bear- so much. I have not been crying the fire is so bad out here. Bear with the sniffles mind. and uh, potentially forthcoming red eye, right? It's not quite as bad here, but uh, that's one of the many things we'll get into. So the cops are getting ambushed. The entire West Coast is is on fire. It appears that Susan and Zuck are only going to allow you to talk about that in certain ways. So we'll have to be very careful. <laughs> Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Things are going to hell quickly. But... Uh, that's to be expected this time of year. I think the only thing more worrisome is to realize it is September 2020 and not yet October 2020. There are many things still up the sleeves of the people pulling the strings to uh, have all this craziness happen. We'll go through all the week and the weekend's news. So as I mentioned yesterday, two L.A. sheriff's deputies are shot in the head in their car. And then at the hospital at which these cops are being treated, that hospital gets the mob treatment and the mob is yelling at other cops and other security personnel. Okay. There are pieces of evidence to suggest uh, pieces of evidence are emerging to suggest that at least some of these Western fires that are, that are ravaging Oregon, California, uh, Washington and elsewhere were set deliberately. And that's, that's not, there's some question as to the motive to be as fair as possible, but to say that some of this is deliberate, I don't think is a controversial statement to make that seems established right now. But right. Mark Zuckerberg says you can't post that on Facebook, or at least not in certain ways. Okay. Some of those gas cans could have been filled with water. 
<laughs> well, that sheriff or that sheriff's deputy is now banned from his job too, or at least he's on leave. Uh, you heard it in the intro there. Gage, I guess it's Gross Grosskreutz. It's some German name. I like Grosskreutz because that's easier to say. <laughs> but he's the Wisconsin man with the most famous missing biceps in the world. And uh, <laughs> he's so the biggest question in the Kyle Rittenhouse case is why is this guy not charged? Well, not only is he not getting charged, at least yet, he's getting the hero treatment in the media. Oh, he yeah. did this exclusive interview with CNN. And uh, at least they took a break from celebrating Jacob Blake for the moment is about all I can say on that one. But this interview is, uh, well, it's it's a sight to behold or uh, a display to behold. Plus, um, we got plenty more to uh, to round out the show. YouTube, <laughs> before we went live or when I was working on the show this morning, YouTube punished me for posting a clip from a CNN piece. We'll go through the clip from the CNN piece. I had to censor the word mask to get it through Susan's coronavirus filters. Don Lemon can post it. It's just we can't post it. So we'll have to be very careful. And then, um, and Jesse Smollett is, is, is back and he's sticking with his stories. <laughs> so oh. we will see. Jesse says there's new forthcoming evidence or he's seen evidence to confirm his story. He doesn't have it available to you, but it exists. And, um, and before we get out of here, could it be the actual swastika on a car of the week? Could it be the actual so much hate in that heart case of the week? We'll find out at the end of the show. A case I thought was your stereotypical obvious hoax hate actually has surveillance footage might be legit. Either that or it's a very elaborate fake next level fake. Who knows? Also possible. And of course, we'll take Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, and DLive in between topics and to close the show as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good. Low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from our friendly listener owned businesses. Of course, this week's Feature Business is a big supporter of the show. That's our friends over at Charity Swipes. If you own or manage a business, you got to speak to Charity Swipes. They're a credit card processor just like Square or PayPal, but with much lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. They have solutions for all types of businesses from retail to restaurants to e-commerce. So no matter what kind of business you have, They've got a program to meet your needs. And not only does Charity Swipes help businesses save on their credit card processing costs, but they are also giving back to the community as well. As their name suggests, they give 30% of their annual profits to charities like Make-A-Wish, Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you are supporting nonprofits across the country. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free credit card reader as well as a free setup and training you can view all the details of their offer over on their website. That's charityswipes.com slash MC. Every sign up, of course, greatly supports our show as well. So if you own a business, do yourself a favor and go check them out. That's charityswipes.com slash MC. Find everything you need from Charity Swipes and the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses over at uh, mattchristensenmedia.com. Uh, slash deals deals for listeners by listeners we got special deals from hero soap company phoenix ammo sonoran defense and more so go check it out uh before we i was so relieved to see this in the outline because i did not want to talk about this <laughs> at I, all i didn't even bring it up with you because i assumed we would agree 
So yeah. I'm glad to hear that we do. Uh, don't care about the Woodward revelations, the Woodward bombshells. Not even going to talk about it. Don't give a shit. Didn't give a shit when the news broke. Certainly don't give a shit when it's, what, two or three or four days after the fact. If you're curious why I don't give a shit, and feel free to add to this if I miss anything, but even if the story was fresh, it is not a revelation for Trump or anyone to say no. in February or March that coronavirus is dangerous. First of all, nobody knew very much about coronavirus in February and March. Everyone has had inconsistent statements relative to February and March, including us. But even if you think this is scandalous, even if you think Trump knew, that's the big, uh, that's the big um, saying on this, Trump knew about the danger and he misled the American public. Okay, well, Bob Woodward, you knew that Trump knew. If Trump was costing lives, you sat on this information until it was politically opportunistic. That, oh yeah, that didn't even occur that to me. Is, true. If, this is, if Trump knew is a scandal, Woodward knew is also a scandal. But none of this is actually a scandal. This is, what this is, is this is item, we're what, eight weeks out from the election. This is item eight in the stack of uh, tiered scandals that are going to come out on a week-by-week basis. Bob Woodward was low priority. That scandal will be gone by tomorrow when the next thing comes out. So, Yeah, it makes me worried. But, but they have a tendency not to hold on to things that, you know, they really shoot their wad. They, they, like, get things out there really quickly as soon as the information's available. And so I wonder... If they're even going to do that, it's going to be increasing levels of stories. I don't know. This one sucked. This one was weak. I could see why they used it. Totally worth used it first. (laughs) Do you think that they have an arsenal of stories? Oh, hundred percent. Waiting. Hundred percent. I'm not saying. Okay, I'm not going to go as far as to say that like the DNC coordinated with Bob Woodward to make this happen. I think there are political interests that want to maximize what they have for their political interests, obviously. But um seriously speaking i do think the dnc is so coordinated and calculated that they legitimately have a an excel spreadsheet somewhere with the schedule of things to release maybe bob woodward's book is on that maybe it's not but the scandals are ordered and scheduled i promise you that oh i don't doubt the insidious nature of their plans my question is whether or not they are incompetent i i I think that Mm. they're clearly incompetent well, we will find out tomorrow when this scandal dies and the new one replaces it. Yeah. I wanted to uh, get to something much more entertaining, like a public freakout. Now, I can find almost nothing of detail on this one. The original Reddit post says the the poster of the video, that person's co-worker, recorded this incident on a plane earlier this week. The black woman you can see in the frame is apparently trying to use the bathroom on the plane And a flight attendant is asking her to move or sit down or get out of her way generally. The woman refuses and the other passengers also ask her to move. And then she freaks out about white privilege. Okay, well, I need you to don't talk because you so privileged that you got to get in somebody else and tell them 
you're not listening. I don't have to listen to you. You don't go to the bathroom. You don't run me. You go to the bathroom. You shut up. She don't get it. They think I got so much white privilege to tell people what to do, but she need to understand California is a black queen. And that's who I am. And then the, the, the internalized uh, racism black cop comes to take her off the plane and she starts ranting about how she has dominant genes and all of those uh, inferior recessives are going to they're going to be regretting uh, their traits someday. I don't even know what she's talking about. Funny, but she need to understand and respect the queen when she see one in her face. Bow down, bitch, because your eyes is recessive. I got the dominant gene. I took all. I got a plus, and all of it. Uh, That's right. Disagree. Uh, she the Atlanta Real Housewives, and she had like two daiquiris before getting on the plane. I think she- what happened here? I think she may have been shorted in some genetic traits. That's just my speculation. I don't know. I can't confirm. <laughs> Are you saying something about her uh, low IQ? Is I didn't say saying? anything. I'm just mm. saying she has a few character flaws. That's all. That's all that I'm saying. But seriously speaking, imagine bossing everyone around and freaking out in the way that she does, but still believing that they're the privileged ones. That That is nothing but a display of privilege and entitlement. Yet it's accused uh, against everyone else. Amazing. Mm. Anyway, uh, hey, remember that? Um, well, remember it was just last week. Remember that California uh, so-called LGBT equality bill that was about yep. um, pedophilia. At least, uh, I remember. At least partially about that. So this was State Senator Scott Weiner's bill in California, and it was it was written supposedly to remove discrimination against LGBT people in sex crimes against minors. The bill gave judges discretion on whether to put an offender on the sex offender registry if the offender is within 10 years of his victim in age and the victim is at least 14 years old. And what this did was equalize that standard, whether you uh, regardless of whether the the offense in question is gay or straight or what kind of offense you engage in to to be uh, a little more polite than we were last week in describing this. Well, we noted last week that um, the bill had passed the California State Assembly and the Senate, but it was unclear what Governor Gavin Newsom would do with that bill. Well, it turns out he took a break from uh, standing in the fires and raging about global warming to head back to Sacramento and sign the bill into law. Uh, I I, I was holding out hope that maybe some sense would would win the day because even some Democrats were speaking out about this. Uh, apparently not. Apparently, in the name of progress, all things are possible. And I sort of I get the I get where they're coming from, that a sex crime. They're coming from the perspective that a sex crime is a sex crime is a sex crime. Let's not distinguish between whether you uh, abuse a young girl or a young boy and how. However, as we mentioned last week, how about we up the threshold raise, of raise it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, so that's totally that's bizarre. I mean, can you imagine like your 14 year old daughter consensually engaging in a relationship with a 24 year old? Uh, well, I would have a few problems with that. Yes. Uh, a few. Pro- <laughs> yeah. I would have a stern conversation. And uh, if that didn't work, well, we're going to have to um, move on to something more severe. I think <laughs> I understand Romeo and Juliet laws, but I've never heard of any that go beyond four years. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm kind of fine with. Yeah. Although a 14 and an 18 year old, no. And but you know, like 17 and 21, fine. 16 and 25, I don't care. And to clarify, um, I did characterize this a little bit incorrectly last week, and you you corrected me on it. 
I, I was referencing things like 22 and 12, 23 and 13. That's not part of this bill. It has to be 14, within 10 years yeah. and 14 or higher. So just to clarify in the understanding. But uh, in any case, um, it, <laughs> if, you, if you feel inspired to protest in California, whether it's this law of uh, arguably reducing uh, penalties for, um, for sex crimes against minors, or whether it's Nancy Pelosi's illicit salon visits or what was happening with the gyms there that I was just talking about. It's a great time to go protesting in California. Now I disavow generally protesting at the homes of people. Nope. This was awesome. I disavow the poop on the streets of San Francisco. I don't think we should add to that, to the pile. However, um, (laughs) (laughs) I reserve the right to smirk at this story. I didn't even get to see the stream. Did you? It's gone now. Oh, no. Uh, There there is a very brief Twitter video. I don't think I can even play it without Susan busting me for it. But headline in the uh, Gateway Pundit, Peak 2020, man takes dump on Nancy Pelosi's driveway in San Francisco and live streams it. There are not a lot of details on who he is or why he did it. The original YouTube stream is now privated. But um, according to this report, there were 1,200 people watching the stream. (laughs) Pretty good number. And he was indeed receiving super chats, or at least uh, people were sending him money. So not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi should be happy about this, though, because, you know, she's lucky that somebody hasn't ripped her out of her house and tarred and feathered her. This is this is a small thing in comparison. She just had one of her Mexican maids clean it up. (laughs) Surely Uh, a no statement from Pelosi yet. I as far as I've seen. Now, you don't think she's going to opine on the dude that took a dump in her driveway? <laughs> we'll find out. I'm sure it's Trump's fault somehow. Uh, I'll be I'll be brief on woke football because I know you don't give a shit, but I I hope you at least no pun intended there by the way. I hope you at <laughs> least appreciate football's downfall. I hope I can hook you that way because I do appreciate this it. week and today. Today was the general season opener for most teams, but Thursday was the official. And uh, so I've been wondering what I'm going to do because, of course, I want to watch football every Sunday. Well, headline Star Tribune, my beloved Vikings, they have a tradition of blowing this giant galler horn before before the game. For the first time since 2007, they didn't do that. They had a moment of silence to honor George Floyd. There was no there was no uh, galler horn, just a moment of silence for George Floyd. And of course, um, this comes after. There was a, uh, a a social justice display of unity at the official season opener between the uh, Chiefs and Texans earlier in the week. They uh, had a, a coronavirus reduced crowd in Kansas City for um, for locking arms in this social justice display, and uh, they got booed for it. Here's what the scene looked like. Now, reports are that the season opener Good. on Thursday night ratings were down 16%, which is a 10 year low. I expected more of a drop off, but I think there's probably a lot of people doing what I did, which is I got to see this bullshit for myself. All right. Now yeah. I've seen it and now I'm pretty much out. I, I think there's going to be another another few uh, steps of drop off here before they're done. These people are these minorities that make millions of dollars a year are remarkably short sighted because the point zero 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 one percent of like super ghetto black people that are able to dribble or 
whatever you call throwing a football, whatever the technical term for that throwing, is. Throwing, passing. Okay. <laughs> their way out of the ghetto are no longer going to be able to do that. Like there's going to be no huge amount of wealth for any of these people that have spectacular skills. And I hope the lies about the claim of fact are worth the reduction in your own salary. I and mean, all of these guys are going to be earning less money as there are fewer people in the stands and fewer people watching on TV. That's fine. You're free to make that calculation, but seems sort of even even if you believe that George Floyd was murdered and all the rest of the, the false narratives. Wouldn't it be smarter, at least debatably, to earn the check, then put your check toward the causes in which you believe? Uh, yeah, totally. But no, we have to make a display of this. Whatever. Yeah, really. Like they're they're not going to do that with any of their with any of their finances, but they will buy another gold chain or whatever. <laughs> Like I need a seventh Lamborghini. Just as if, if we could just as a country, it's not even about the national anthem stuff for me. It's not about, I, mean, I do think that stuff is important. National unity and loyalty to country. I do think those things are important, but more than anything, all this, the national anthem is about a moment of gratitude too. It's just like, can we just for a second appreciate the sacrifices of past generations and be like, man, isn't it awesome to live in the most prosperous, fortunate time ever? Basically. Uh, no, we can't do that. We can't have a moment of appreciation. We have to complain the whole goddamn time. Yeah. I mean, we need to zoom out though and think why are the powers that be no longer allowing bread and circuses? Is it that they want absolute chaos before the election? I mean, Could be. we've lost Hollywood because of coronavirus. Not that I really give a shit. Yeah. Um, and, and, and sports too. It's like, these were things that were satiating the public, like just enough so that everybody didn't lose their fucking mind. Yeah. So why, why would they want that? It's, it's so that they can maximize the absolute chaos pre-election created by this pandemic. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. We'll see if Susan bans this episode for challenging the wisdom of our Lord and savior, the world health organization. <laughs> That'll be toward the latter half of the show. I, getting back to the George Floyd stuff, there was a, a, a pre-trial hearing in the uh, George Floyd case. This case, of course, being the basis for a lot of these NFL protests and the basis, at least in part, for a lot of the episodes of violence we're about to see. Uh, what do we know about George Floyd? Well, we know from at least one of the autopsies that it appears he all but overdosed. The, the Hennepin yeah. County medical examiner said, if you brought me this body and didn't explain anything to me, I would not conclude asphyxiation. I would have concluded overdose. The man had enough fentanyl in him to kill a large animal, to kill an elephant, to kill a horse, whatever. And now there's more evidence, uh, or at least a new piece of evidence to suggest, again, that this is likely a case of George Floyd killing himself mostly, if not entirely, and less a case of certainly murder on the part of Derek Chauvin and his uh, police officer counterparts. Uh, so uh, Friday morning, Derek Chauvin makes his first in-person appearance at a hearing in, in the Floyd case. And much of the hearing is according to reporters on scene, at least is mostly just procedural stuff. Uh, Chauvin's lawyers were trying to get the case dismissed. The defense was trying to change the venue considering the media circus that's been happening with this case. But there are some new facts or at least one new fact that uh, that happened or was revealed at this hearing on um, on Friday. So the defense was bringing up some of Floyd's criminal history in Texas. He lived in Texas prior to Minneapolis. And the judge said he would not consider any of those past criminal issues as relevant to this case. Question is, though, what are those issues? Why did the defense team bring them up? Judge them for yourself. 
In a May 2019 incident, George Floyd had another encounter with police in Texas, during which George Floyd took drugs upon confrontation with the police. Like he, he freaked out with the cops, popped a bunch of drugs. Now, why is that relevant? Because it appears he also did that in this case with the Minneapolis Police Department. There's apparently evidence in the body cam footage that shows a pill visible in George Floyd's mouth. I have not seen this frame yet, but this is from the judge in the case. So I, I have no reason to doubt it. I'm sure it's credible. Again, we'll get more facts as this case develops. But with every piece of information that comes out, it looks more and more like George Floyd uh, victimized himself. And he was not, in fact murdered yeah and then it's uh oh man the riots are gonna be so bad after this because wasn't it uh a normal police tactic to like an acceptable it was part of the police it, tactic yeah it was minneapolis pd sanctioned it was like right there in there in their i think it was even part of their curriculum and training it was yeah. part of the training yeah um so if that's the case then um even if he did kill him uh you can't really call this murder can you no because the motive yeah the motive element is severely compromised it would be an accident as opposed to intentional. So good this luck. This is going to be really bad. He's going to get off, I think. Good luck, Keith Ellison. Now, cynically, again, do you, is Keith Ellison incompetent? As in, he's so stupid as to believe he can demonstrate second-degree murder. And I know there's a possibility of a lesser um, manslaughter-type charge. He's probably or, banking on the racial tension. Or does Keith Ellison want, see the point you're making, want the chaos? Want the conflict. That's a very cynical way to look at it. But how many cases of this sort of thing do I have to see before I'm willing to call a spade a spade in a pattern? Seriously, of, is there a single one that is that was as appeared? Oh, these Black Lives Matter cases? Yeah. Uh, rarely. I think I think the most um, debatable among them, like Philando Castile was a pretty debatable case. Of course, that wasn't even a white cop in that case. It's true. And then Brianna Taylor, I was saying maybe this one and then no, <laughs> I think there are <laughs> elements of police tactics to debate there. But the idea that it was a racist murder, absolutely. It not. wasn't she, a no, she, not great. So it doesn't really matter. She was matter. victimized by her boyfriends. I think it's this, that's yeah. who the primary victimizer of Brianna Taylor was. But we're going to spin the narratives and we're going to maintain that police are evil, racist murderers. And of course, that has consequences. Now, in all fairness, I don't know the motive of the person in L.A. who did this attack on these two L.A. county sheriffs. Uh, deputies but uh, connect the dots in a time of insane anti-police rhetoric and it apparently a time of just cold-blooded murder of or attempted murder of police on the streets if seems reasonable to me to conclude that one is probably related to the other but tell me what happened with these uh, la county sheriff's deputies yeah as of an hour and a half ago um they don't really know anything about the suspect they're saying that he's a black man in his late 20s but i've also heard that he's hispanic I don't know how they could possibly tell that he's in his late 20s. That footage is garbage. You can't tell anything. All I can tell is that he's he's an Oompa Loompa. He escaped the chocolate factory. So if the name of the suspect gets released during the show, please let me know. Because I I don't I hate working with outdated information on the show, but um, it's possible. So two L.A. County Sheriff's deputies are in critical condition, still alive. Also, as of a few hours ago, after being straight up ambushed Saturday night in their patrol car. They were just sitting in their patrol car um, outside Metro Blue Line Station in Compton. Compton is rough. Hmm. Is rough. I've heard Um, in the rap songs it has that reputation. (laughs) Real bad. Real bad. Uh, So these are their tweets. Moments ago, two, this was yesterday, two of our sheriff deputies were shot in Compton and were transported to a local hospital. 
They're both still fighting for their lives. So please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. We'll update this thread with information as it becomes available. And then the most recent update I saw one male deputy and one female deputy ambush as they sat in their patrol vehicle, both sustained multiple gunshot wounds and are in critical condition. They're both currently undergoing surgery. The suspect is still at large. So that would have been last night. The suspect was still at large as of an hour and a half ago. They don't know anything about him, it seems. And, um, and they have authorized a $100,000 reward for information. And then the FBI is helping out LA County Sheriff's Department. And we have some surveillance footage of the shooting. It's a little, it's poor quality footage because it's a recording of a computer screen. It's kind of moving around. But yeah, this, it's not so much the stature of this person that's bizarre, although it does appear to be a kind of short person. It's the weird waddling runaway too. I have to censor the shooting itself. Uh, otherwise, Susan will have my head. But watch the runaway. Like that, I, I, I don't know. This is just a strange individual. One more time in case you didn't see it. It's an Oompa Loompa in blackface. Seriously, it is an Antifa Oompa Loompa is what it looks like. I mean, this is, I, I can say we can probably all predict that this is because of anti-police sentiment. I mean, these people didn't do anything. They were just hanging out in their car. Yeah. I mean, Why it's, else? sometimes it's difficult to gather context. There's no audio in that footage. All we have is the imagery. But what other context would there be for someone walking up to a police car and just opening fire? I suppose the only context that maybe we don't know uh, maybe it's a personal thing. Maybe that's like, maybe the, maybe it's the guy's girlfriend or his friend, or maybe the two cops were cheating on that guy with each other. Who knows? Who knows? I doubt it though. I doubt it. I think it, mm-hmm. it looks, uh, whatever's going on there. It's someone walking up with a murder intent. People in the live chat are saying what we just talked about. It might be a woman and it might be a child. And both of these things occurred to me, too. But you you truly can't tell anything from that footage. I don't know how they're going to catch the suspect. But, you know, the grand irony of this is a minority committing a crime like this is just going to divert police resources from their local community, which in turn is going to increase the rate of crime in the communities that they. No, I heard those communities were over policed. So as soon as we scale back, it's going to get all better. This is short sighted insanity, you know. <laughs> This chick was a, a young mom, and I think the dude was like 24. Yeah, the, the woman is, what, 30, and the, the guy is 24 years old. And we don't know much about their conditions, right? Whenever, whenever uh, the statement is they're alive, I mean, that can mean a lot of things. Technically alive could be anything from actually fine to vegetative state. Yeah. yeah. You just don't know. But it does. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what any woman with a child is doing in this job, but that doesn't mean it's her fault. Paying the bills, paying the bills, I suppose. Got to do. I mean, I think you can find a safer job than being a police officer in Compton with a young (laughs) child. It's like, what are you doing, lady? What are you doing? It's it's a it's a rough beat. I can uh, I can I can see that the uh, it does get worse, though, because the mob uh, or a mob uh, showed up apparently at the hospital to which these two cops were taken for treatment. This is St. Francis Hospital and the mob showed up with apparent intent to enter the facility, they were stopped by the cops and security. The mob then taunted the cops and security saying they'll die one by one. They hope they die, etc. Here's some of the commentary. What's up, y'all? We're down here at the St. Francis Hospital. We're down here. Excuse me? No, we're coming to visit someone. No, you're not. We can't go visit nobody? You can once we confirm who it is, but there's no visitation allowed anyway. And I want to deliver the message to the family. I hope they fucking die. That's why you're dying one by one, you stupid fuck. It's going to be a lot of motherfuckers coming down here. 
Now I've seen conflicting claims that they were um that oh. they were actually just there to visit someone. I've also seen claims that they were trying to raid the emergency room and that they were there specifically because of these cops. As far as I understand, their specific purpose for being there remains a little bit unclear. However, they were at the hospital where the cops were taken for treatment and they were yelling at other cops and security personnel that they hope they die and that they'll be back to kill them one by one. Oh my God. So that much Ugh. is true. And did you see some of these other uh, attacks on police? By the way, the lesser publicized yeah. ones. I this thought this was really, really bad. I thought this, this guy's one, lucky he didn't die. Yeah. I thought this one was fake. When I first saw this one, I was like, oh, no, this, this might be fake. This seems so over the top and silly. Are we dealing with uh, a, a, a twist on hoax hate? Apparently not, at least to the extent there's an actual arrest in this case. On Monday, the police chief in uh, Bono, we'll go with Bono, South Carolina, was stabbed beneath his eye at his home. He says he answered a knock on his door and he was greeted by a suspect who said the chief is going to die today. The man later identified as Forrest Bowman then allegedly thrust an ice pick into the police chief's face. Bowman was arrested after a standoff at his home. Apparently police deployed a tactical robot with gas into his home and flushed him out. Oh, nice. Bowman is now facing attempted murder charges and the judge has denied bond in the case. So this appears to be legit. Oh my god. Everybody's gone mad. And uh over in the uh the famed chop zone, the Capitol Hill zone, or the the former Chaz, there was a machete attack. So we're we're really going third world here in uh in Seattle. Oh it, I know. So now that our condo's closed, I can tell people that this is where I used to live. <laughs> how close is, do you know how close this site is to your old apartment? This is like I don't know, six, eight blocks. It could have been your arm that was almost macheted off while you were trying to fend oh, off. Oh, I used to see shit like this in Seattle all the time. It was crazy. It was so crazy. a 32-year-old woman was arrested on Tuesday. Again, this is the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Chaz fame. And police say she attacked a security guard with a machete. Police say the security guard victim was patrolling property near the police department's East Precinct. And the woman began yelling at him from a car. The witnesses say the woman got out of the car with a Nerf gun approached the guard and asked if he was an officer. And that's kind of the police angle here. Police say the guard was wearing a vest that had the word officer on the front and back. So this person was a private security guard, but could have plausibly been confused as a, as a police officer. The woman then insulted the guard repeatedly and then went to her car and got a machete. The guard and the witness retreated to the property lobby door. When the guard was trying to pull the door closed, the woman fought to pull it open and slashed his forearm with the machete. The guard suffered two five inch cuts. The woman ran to her car and drove away, but she was found at a nearby gas station and later booked on assault charges. Dude, that is, that's a big, that's a big cut. Yeah. Once again, this guy's lucky he didn't get killed or lose an arm or some crazy crap like that. Let's, um, Moving on from one terrible big story of the weekend, which is uh, the attacks on police officers to I've got some theories about this. Okay, well, apparently you get banned for having theories about this. But as you're learning in real time or demonstrating the Western fires are terrible, it's incredibly smoky here and we don't even have any fires in our immediate vicinity. As far as I can tell, Oregon, Washington, California, they're all 100 percent on fire. And the rumors are circulating or the questions are circulating about rumors. My ass, this Tim pool thing, that video made me want to rage. He's, he was very fair. Stop. Oh, he was, it was evidence driven. 
those people with gasoline canisters, they might have been filled with water. Come on. I don't know. Do Why you, are we still giving Antifa the benefit of the doubt at this point in time? They're obviously responsible for some of these. There's enough evidence at this point. All right. We can't, we can't walk, talk about the motive. Walk me through what happened here. Cause I want to, okay. I mostly want to take shots. I don't want to take shots at Tim. I want to take shots at the people who, uh, who are the ones apparently setting fires in select cases, at least some of them. Yeah. I mean, two of these suspects, I couldn't really find anything on. Uh, okay. But this first guy, Michael Gerard Bakella, 41, been accused of arson, partially sparking the massive Almeida fire, according to Oregon State Fire Marshal's office. He's been arrested on two counts of arson, 15 counts of criminal mischief, and 14 counts of reckless endangerment. So the fire was ignited in North Ashland, which is a terrible hippie town, near a spot <laughs> where a man was found dead just about a mile from the origin point. So there's also a lot of speculation that this was to cover up a murder. Oh, um, okay. The flames then merged with the Almeida fire, which this guy started, which started six hours prior and burned more than 5,700 acres, destroyed 700 structures, uh, killed two. So the post-millennial research Bacala's lengthy criminal background. Um, it was back to 1997, 1997 for marijuana use. He has an open harassment case. Um, in 2015, he was charged for theft in the third degree and reporting false information to law enforcement. And then this time, uh, they were getting him on meth charges. He was also oh. homeless. So, okay, I'll run through all this and then I'll talk about, I'll talk about my theories here. Um, elsewhere authorities arrested two individuals in connection with the fires in Washington. One of the spec uh, suspects, uh, Jeffrey Allen Accord has been accused of setting a fire along Highway 167. He's the one that live-streamed himself on the scene of the fire and then reported it to police, mm. um, claiming that he literally pulled over to call it in. And then other drivers, however, told police that they watched him, he's from Puyallup, um, walk into a field carrying a lighter and cardboard, which is is pretty damning. And he's the one that has gone to all of these, confirmed, this is confirmed, he's gone to all of these defund the police rallies in Seattle. And he's also been charged for breaking into a gas station. So these other two suspects, I couldn't find much uh, out on them, but from their pictures, it seems like they're probably of the homeless variety. Uh, Jacob Altonia, 28, he's been in con uh, arrested in connection to arson. And then Anita Esquivel, uh, people have probably seen her picture circulating. Um, she's been arrested for deliberately setting fires in California. So, okay. So I think that we have at least one person that's obviously connected to black lives matter and Antifa and this defund the police. And that's thing. the Anita person or is that someone else? No, that oh. is, um, that is this Jeffrey Allen Accord fella. Okay. Um, a regular attendee at these Seattle defund the police rallies. So gotcha. I think that. With him, he's the one that pulled over to call to call it in after he had been spotted. Yeah, you know, um, the live stream the event. Um, so I think with him, we can pretty safely assume like what would be his motive outside of this. Well, that's the thing. It, it, we, to be as fair and objective as possible, we don't really have motive information on these people, but we do know at least one of them is a frequent left-wing activists. So it's a matter of connecting the dots rather than having them connected. But that's why I take issue with some of the reporting and some of the, uh, the fact checking and the banning of, um, of people for posting their thoughts and their, their theories about this sort of thing. Well, as, how do we find out, you know, right. 
And and for and well, I want to get to an, an NBC's reporting in a minute because I thought that was particularly egregious. Oh wait um, a second, wait. So people in the live chat are saying, and I I did read this that Anita was spotted at some of these events, but I haven't seen any solid evidence about that. And in terms of this first guy, this homeless guy, I think that when you destabilize society in such a way that we're we're witnessing right now, um, some people are going to be outright motivated to create chaos, like like at least two of these people probably. And the others are people with mental health or drug addiction issues um, that were already like teetering on the edge of insanity. And then the lack of social structure has just called, caused them to um, to finally go over the edge. So you have at least connections with some of these known arsonists or arrested and charged arsonists to left-wing political activity. The other piece of evidence that you have is there was a sheriff's deputy in Clackamas County, Oregon, who was on a YouTube video posted, I think, on the 10th or within the last couple of days, who made statements, not necessarily definitive statements, but statements that I've heard from conservative activists that these fires were set by Antifa types who are carrying around gas cans and deliberately setting the fires. I've seen photos in support of some of those claims. I, I don't think in the video there's any actual evidence that we can review, but you can listen to his some of his testimony here and um, and decide for yourself if you believe what he's saying. Here's the Here's some of the clip. What I heard was from some conservatives that they were... Um, they had guns in the car. They said that there was Antifa that set a barrel on fire in Sandy. Because the guy uh, showed me a video, or not a video, but a picture. Okay, gas cans and propane. Okay. Yeah, they found that in a bush. Where? I don't know. Okay. So there's that piece of evidence, but uh, but that particular sheriff's deputy has now been placed on leave after uh, it's sort of unclear to me why they did this were the claims of fact incorrect or did they say uh, it seems like the sheriff's office is is blaming him for creating a public panic Panic? yeah Yeah. so the statement Um, from the the sheriff says quote the sheriff's office mission is to provide calm and safety especially during unprecedented times such as these i expect nothing less of our deputies and apologize to all in our community but if there's photographic evidence, is that really creating a panic? I need to see the photo. And if you guys in the chat, I haven't seen this photographic evidence. If it's out there, please let me know. I haven't seen it as of yet. But uh, it's all very odd. Now, I mentioned that um, that Facebook is cracking down on this. So if you if you post claims about Antifa setting fires on Facebook, Zuck will take care of you very quickly. But this is the sort of thing in the reporting that that drives me nuts. There's a lot of... There are a lot of dots to be connected here, but in all fairness, a lot of them are not uh, conclusively connected. We need more evidence. We need more information. However, the reporting from NBC, there is no evidence Oregon's fires were caused by arson from far left activists. I mean, that one of the one was in California, but correct me if I'm wrong. One of the Oregon fires was started by a person who went to all this Black Lives Matter and Antifa stuff. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Not an Oregon, California thing there. That's not the distinction that matters. Right. I mean, that, that speaking of false statements to ban, the, it would say it should say there's no evidence Oregon's fires were caused um, were arsons set with left wing political motive or left wing political intent. Even that there's some circumstantial evidence. But what they're saying is far left activists didn't start the fires. Well, yes, they were charged for that. Yeah, they, they definitely did. Some of these articles say arrested for starting fires. Okay. And that guy that live streamed, I mean, come on, there, there, there's a lot of evidence. 
Yes. <laughs> Did you take a look at this um this uh Zoom Earth page? Yeah, crazy. So this is um this is uh, a credit to our friend uh, and listener El Vaquero who sent me this uh this satellite imagery website called Zoom Earth and one of the features Zoom Earth has or zoom.earth is you can monitor the fires uh, by time and date. And as you can see on your screen here, each fire location, it's not necessarily an accurate depiction of the size of the fire, but each location is represented by a red dot. And you can see where these fires have popped up over time. Now this timestamp here, September 8th at midnight, is very specific. Because what happens, at least as far as the zoom.earth data can show, is as soon as you switch to 1 a.m. on September 8th, Look at the increase in fires. Now, it's not to say that all of these fires happened at the exact same time, because there's a lot of data processing variables here. You get data in, it's reported, it's processed, and there's probably a time in the system where the new data is then displayed. So it's not to say that at 12.59 a.m. on September 8th, all the fires got lit. It's not quite that specific. However, it is specific to the day. The, the data yeah. update on a daily basis, as far as I can tell. So am I to believe that the difference from September 7th, roughly, in terms of known fires in the general Oregon, Washington, California area, Northern California at least, went from that on September 7th to that on September 8th. I mean, that to me, I understand it's that time of year where you have hot, windy weather that's prime for fires. They are going to happen. They happen every single year. How can I look at this, though, and not expect or not conclude at least some something beyond what we're seeing at the surface level here, some level of coordination, some level of intent. Yeah. I mean, um, and then the left is responsible. In other words, I lost your camera, by the way. Oh, let me get that back on. Uh, if they had been doing controlled burns instead of, uh, you know, acting like the, the woods need to be this unadulterated playground for people. It's, it's so, it's so retarded. Like people have been saying we need to do controlled burns for decades now. And obviously this is the outcome of that. And then I think that this is all just a way for them to blame climate change too. Well, maybe, maybe the hot and dry weather have some factor here. I'm sure they, they do in terms of the intensity of the fires, but is this climate change? This, this day-to-day change is climate change. Okay, uh, that that seems uh, that seems a little far fetched to me. So anyway, uh, as with the LAP, uh, the LA Sheriff's Department stuff, if you guys see more information coming out, because this is another one of the big stories of the weekend where information keeps coming in, please send it our way uh, throughout the stream if you have more information that we may have missed. Mm, maybe this is the other thing. The, you know, the fires like, are going to be the thing. Could be. I don't know. I mean, maybe this is just another way to create. To create chaos. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Did uh, the government do this? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's what drives me nuts about the censorship and the banning and stuff, though, too, is objectively speaking, we don't know. Nobody really does. Some of these fires have conclusive causes. A lot of them don't. Let's figure mm-hmm. out what caused them. But presenting evidence and theorizing about it will get you banned. How else do we find the truth? You don't. That's the answer. But that, too, cynically, is potentially by design. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about Gage Gross Gross Crutz, the missing biceps man. 
and his hero celebration. We should we maybe should take a break. We're making great time tonight. I, I feel good about the time. Do you want to take a break after the next one? This I don't hear be, my baby. This one will be a little long. Um, I could say thanks to a few people. Let me um before, while, while I remember, let me open up the um the D Live treasure chest because I always forget to do that. Thanks see. for hanging out on D Live, guys. If and she is sleeping. And Buddy over on uh, D Live, thank you for supporting the show as well. Um, let me check in with Streamlabs real quick. We can just take a brief break and see what people are saying because because uh, uh, it's a good time for a break with that longer um, segment upcoming. Cameron says. Did you see how Rand Paul wants to investigate uh, who fund? <laughs> I'm gonna get my. Got to be careful with Cameron. Investigate who funds Antifa. It's too bad he will get the Seth Rich treatment before he finds out. Spoiler alert. Um, can I read this? It's the same group behind 9/11. Draw your own conclusions. You must mean the Saudis. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> Horatio Nelson says my mayor in Kansas City has spent thirty plus million dollars, at least I assume dollars, painting murals. And Black Lives Matter all over the city uh, hasn't been found to be unconstitutional, or hasn't this been found to be unconstitutional in other states? Urge to vandalize rising. Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, I don't. I, I guess I'd have to think about uh, the implications of that. It's not that the government can't have political messages; they can. But I suppose the complication would come if you wanted to. Let's say you wanted to have a. A competing message and the government banned that one but favored another that that'd probably be where your issue arises paul borbley says i saw mr obvious in the chat shout out for his channel i enjoy his content well thank you for hanging out and phil says i'm so glad we are starting the or staring down the barrel of yet another conflict in which <laughs> uh people kill people so that <laughs> God, I can't do this, Phil. Um, he's taking shots at the airplane lady. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> he's taking shots at the airplane lady. Draw I your understand. own conclusions. Very cool. Maybe someday we will finally uh, stick up for stick up for ourselves. Stick up for ourselves. So let's put it that way. Um, you, should we do this next topic and then take a break so I can feed Emily? Sure. I just have two more on uh, Streamlabs if you want to take their, care of those and then we'll hop over to YouTube next break. Sound like a plan? Yeah. Okay. Phil also says, um, <laughs> God, Phil, you're, I don't think I can read these. Um, how about he's just saying football Americans should have better foresight. Football mm. and basketball Americans should have better foresight. Is the theme of Phil's message. Tall Americans, fat <laughs> I, Americans. I suppose. Although um, a friend of the show recently brought, uh, started using the phrase construction enthusiasts. That's my new favorite. Basketball Americans, I've long thought was a hilarious one. But construction mm. enthusiasts. Construction enthusiasts. All right. Anyway, we're derailing. Redicus says, I have never had, I've never had less sympathy for protesters than now. Here is, uh, or where is Paddock when you need him? On a serious note, um, mm -hmm. I don't even know that reference. Did I just get myself in trouble? Stephen Paddock, isn't he the oh, biggest Oh, God, guy? yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On a serious note, when do, you think, uh, when do you think these people will look into the mirror and see their own evil? Also, the, uh, the airplane queen lady is no queen, just your average hoe. <laughs> 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 yeah, I suppose. 
I couldn't tell if based on her conversation or what she was saying, I couldn't tell if she was from California or her name was California. Yeah, that occurred to me, too. I was like, hmm. I think her name might be California, the way she was California speaking. California and Queen. But it's California spelled with a K and then Queen is K-W-E-E-N. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you guys. She's got that on, lower uh, back tattoo. <laughs> D-Live and Streamlabs. We will hop over to um, to YouTube next break. Thank you guys for your patience. I want to talk Gage uh, Grosskrutz. Let me find my, uh, my article here. Oh, well, actually, first I want to talk about the... Um, YouTube, YouTube's treatment of, um, oh no, sorry. That's the next time I'm, I'm lost. I'm, I'm going Joe Biden on my notes here. <laughs> Back to Gage Grosskreutz. One you of the biggest, almost 33. So I know over. we'll hear from Joe cause he'll convince us how mentally with it he is later in the show. One of the biggest questions in Kenosha though, is why hasn't uh, Gage Grosskreutz, this is the missing biceps man. Why hasn't he been charged with any crime? Because he's still walking freely. Despite uh, there's still the questions about his prior felony burglary charge to which I don't have answers yet. Seen that claimed all over. Was he charged with felony burglary? Was he convicted? If he was convicted, he can't have that gun. He says that he, he was carrying the gun legally. So that implies to me, if you believe him at least that he was never convicted of a felony. But anyway, a lot of questions about that incident and even beyond the firearm possession, why has he not been arrested and charged for pointing a gun at Kyle Rittenhouse before Kyle shot him? How, in general, how was chasing Kyle down the street and pointing a gun at him not a crime? That's the big question with, with Gage Grosskreutz. Now, maybe we'll never get an answer. Oh, we know the answer. Well, the political uh, preference seems to be winning the day. Yeah, it's more important than the law, which is why we're seeing anarchy yeah. across the country. Yeah, it's politics over rule of law. And it's certainly the uh, media assistance in that regard. Media effort to make him a hero is already on. So Gage is now speaking publicly in a few different ways. First of all, he had a, a, a an exclusive interview with CNN. An interview Jeez. in which he describes his constant pain and his efforts to help people. Here's Gage Grosskreutz. Gage Grosskreutz is the only person to survive Ugh. of the three people shot during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin, concerned about a call to arms by a local militia on Facebook. The former paramedic says his goal was to provide medical care to anyone who needed it there. Both carried medical kits. Rittenhouse had a rifle. Were you also armed? Absolutely. Like I said, I believe in the right to bear arms. Huber is shot and killed. Three seconds later, Grosskreutz goes towards the shooter. He's shot. I'm missing 90% of my bicep. I'm in <laughs> constant pain, like excruciating pain. I thought you would like that line. I thought you would enjoy that joke. Anyway. Pain, pain that just doesn't go away. The shooter walked away and got to sleep in their bed that night. Some people don't get that luxury. What on earth? No, he didn't got you to a point well he did temporarily he wasn't arrested until what the next day or two days later something like that no he immediately called the police and he was taken into custody like 12 hours later he didn't go home and go to sleep yeah yeah he went back to illinois we do know or he was arrested in illinois but whatever you were chasing somebody this question is important and got to sleep in their bed that night some people don't get that luxury what on earth got you to a point where you were chasing somebody who had a semi-automatic rifle. We don't want to compromise the current criminal investigation against oh. the shooter at this point in time. Grosskreutz says he's the one facing death threats for his actions that night. 
I never fired my weapon that night. Why not? I was there to help people, not hurt people. I had a legal right to, one, possess it, and two, possess it concealed. I'm not an Antifa terrorist organizer. And yeah, I exercised my First Amendment right to peacefully protest. Nobody should have been hurt or died that night. We're Americans. We're human beings. We're better than that. Oh, okay. Well, oh, God, I don't like seeing a shiny man cry. That's really what I wanted tonight. What a geez. What was he? What was he thinking? And that was a good question. Uh, although it pains me to say it, the, this CNN broad ass, like what, bro, what, what compelled you to chase this guy that was armed down and harass him? And that's the one question right? that he won't answer at the advice of his lawyer. Why? Because either that information would make it more difficult to prosecute Kyle Rittenhouse, or it would implicate you criminally. But let's be clear, unless you're lying, what you're saying is the truth compromises your case and makes you look bad. That's what you're saying right there, lawyer lady of Gage Grosskratz. But even yeah. to just the, the general claims of fact of the points he's making, uh, oh, I'm just a medic, I'm just a paramedic, I'm just helping people. Yeah, so is Kyle. Okay. Uh They were both carrying around medical equipment. They were both carrying around guns. The only difference between the two is Gage pointed his gun and paid the price. But if Gage is just a medic, then so is Kyle. So is Kyle. Yeah. And his outlook on the second amendment also makes no sense. Absolutely. uh, At at all. Uh, He, he says he believes in the second amendment and believes in the right to, uh, to arm yourself. But then the basis for him being there armed was that he was suspicious of a militia group that was carrying around weapons. So why is it uh, suspicious of them? Why is it implicating for them? Kyle Rittenhouse included to have weapons, but not you. Oh, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing suspicious about me carrying around this gun. Only those people I don't like. Well, that that doesn't make a lot of uh, a lot of sense. Now, you you praised the CNN reporters question and and um a question about why he would charge someone with a rifle and i i agree it's an important question however the way that she characterized the confrontation between grosskrutz and and uh, kyle rittenhouse grosskrutz goes toward the shooter that's what does he he goes toward him then he's shot so just to recap i don't have the footage handy but you've all seen it gage grosskrutz this is after Kyle was beaten, hit with a skateboard, uh, yeah. punched in the head. Grosskretz uh, fake surrendered as you were doing that. And then when Kyle lowered his weapon, points a gun at him, <laughs> trying to fake him out and then gets shot. So it wasn't just going toward the shooter. Mind you, he also chased him down the street for a long ways. He was just going toward him. Oh, my God. And then um, and even to the question whether or not Kyle slept in his bed that night. Whose fault is it that people aren't sleeping in their beds that night? Am I to believe that if you jackasses weren't acting aggressively and trying to destroy property or even Kyle Rittenhouse's life, that Kyle Rittenhouse would have murdered you in cold blood? Is that what yeah, I'm supposed seriously. to believe? Who picked that fight? And the last thing I have to say um, is uh, to, to his point on firing the weapon. Is, oh, I never fired my weapon that night because I'm a good person who helps people. Well, no, it's because Kyle's a better shot, <laughs> asshole. Great point. Uh, also, there are many crimes you can commit with a gun without ever pulling the trigger or firing oh, around, yeah. like aiming it at someone yeah. and getting shot for your efforts. So, 
Uh, I wish if, if the CNN reporter could have had one more question, if I could ask a question, it would be related to his First Amendment point, too. How is chasing someone down the street and pointing a gun at him a First Amendment peaceful protest? Yeah, really. What part of that is the First Amendment peaceful protest part? Real shame he didn't get killed, though. Like, I'm, I'm not super happy this guy's Actually, alive. defensively, Susan. I mean, this whole thing. Actually, defensively, this, The whole yeah. thing is a legitimate defensive situation. And that's why the lawyer is being so protective. Because when you start discussing the specific facts, it looks better and better for Kyle Rittenhouse and worse and worse for this guy who inexplicably, at least from a justice perspective, is still walking on the streets. Not only is he just walking around doing whatever he wants to do, he's back at the protest. So... <laughs> He, he's back LARPing as a revolutionary. He returned to the protest this week to hilariously raise his, uh, his, oh, I don't have a picture here, but it's in the video, raise his wounded arm in the uh, black power fist or the communist fist or whatever it is. This is, um, this is his little speech before the rest of his revolutionaries this week. First of all, I love each and every one of you. We love you too. Yeah. I also want to say Thanks. my deepest, deepest condolences for Joseph and Anthony. Nobody and pedophiles everywhere. for their safety. <laughs> That's right. Nobody, regardless of your opinion, nobody should lose their life over voicing their opinion. Y'all are the reason that I've been out here, am out here, and still will be out here. Yeah. Yeah. Long live the revolution. How cringe can you get? Who the hell was made to feel unsafe because of the opinion they were voicing? Was it just, oh, you guys were voicing an opinion that Kyle Rittenhouse didn't like and that's why you were shot? Oh, man. Rough time for you guys. It was Kyle Rittenhouse was policing your opinions with an AR-15. Okay. Oh, that was so dude. uncool. That's really what bothers <laughs> me most about that. How how cringe and uncool that was. Dude, if you're going on CNN to make the case for the revolution, it's not the revolution. I hate to break it to you. When you have 100% media allies, it's not the yeah. revolution. You are not the resistance. This is not the counter narrative. This is not the counter culture. You are the man, dude. Yeah. You, you are You're the him. fools being played by the mainstream media and the authorities that be. Yeah. Um, at a minimum, or they're, they're aware of what's going on, which is arguably even worse. So that's, uh, oh, I, I'm, oh, I, a few things in, in, uh, closing thoughts on this, uh, revolution talk that he had too, or just his, um, his, uh, case against Kyle Rittenhouse generally, again, there's nothing you can say or criticism against Kyle Rittenhouse that doesn't apply at least equally to Gage Grosskreutz. There's also the defense um, for Gage, like, oh, he was just out there defending his his community. Okay. So it's kind of... <laughs> Keep this fact in mind, too. Uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse works in Kenosha. And Gage might, too. I, I don't know. I, it's possible. He has a reason to be there. But Kyle Rittenhouse lives 20 miles from Kenosha. And that's the narrative. Oh, he crossed state lines and he came to a city to which he has no claim. Gage Grosskreutz lives in West Allis, which is north of Milwaukee. Okay, that's 40 miles away. Every criticism of Kyle Rittenhouse applies at least equally, if not more strongly, to Gage Grosskreutz. But he is the hero, and Kyle is still in jail. So, um... And, and but I think that uh, when they have battle of the lawyers, that things are going to turn out, turn out differently. Kyle seems to be well represented. Um, and then do you see who this guy hired? It's like, ugh. <laughs> he, she did I think, correctly I think tell he him hired the lady mouth, from though. the plane. That's who it looks like. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, 
But here's a serious legal question for the legal minds uh, in the audience. And again, feel free to email me because I'm curious. So when Kyle, I think I'm confident speculating that Kyle is going to be victorious on certainly on murder charges. Okay. And his defense. So he's been charged with murder one. Intentional right? homicide. So the, the equivalent. Yeah. And Gage has been charged with zero. Nothing. nothing. But Kyle's case is going to be, I was justified in doing the shooting because there was a credible threat against my life. So the follow-up question is, are the people who committed, at least the one person who's still alive who committed the credible threat against your life, are they going to be charged for that credible threat against your life? Will that happen? If it's determined to be a successful defense for Kyle, doesn't that compel the charging of that person? Are we going to see that? Or are we just yeah. going to pretend that none of this happened? People are definitely going to pretend that none of this oh happened. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of pretending, they're very good at it. So you're probably right. That's all they do is pretend things didn't happen. And if there's one case worse than Gage Grosskretz, it's Jacob Blake. Oh. The other impossible hero besides George Floyd, too. So Jacob Blake, recall, is the um, the alleged or at least, uh, let's let's borrow the term that the Democrats love for uh, Brett Kavanaugh and the rest. Credibly accused sexual assaulter Jacob Blake is um so just to recap violated a restraining order for that alleged sexual assault resisted arrest reached into his car for a knife against police orders and paid the price that guy's the hero just like the rest of them he's now speaking for the first time early early this week this particular story was by cbs news check this out we are hearing directly from jacob blake for the first time since a kenosha wisconsin police officer shot him seven times your life and not only just your life your legs, something that you need to move around and move forward in life can be taken from you like this, man. It hurts to breathe, it hurts to sleep, it hurts to move from side to side, it hurts to eat. Please, I'm telling you, change our lives out there. The shooting left Blake paralyzed from the waist down. He said from his hospital bed on Saturday that he's in constant pain. Now, look at how this... um. This video piece is titled on CBS News website, uh, Kenosha shooting victim Jacob Blake speaks incredible from his hospital. There's a few missing details. Uh, accused sexual assaulter who resisted police and was shot. Jacob Blake, who had kids in the car. <laughs> yeah. So but of course, it's um well, even his own presentation there. Oh man, you never know when you might just be walking around and then your life is taken from you. Dude, you were not just walking around and yeah. like had an accident happen to you or some someone else's ill will. You went to a place where you were legally banned from visitation. Apparently you tried to steal a car or take your take the car, give me my shit back. Allegedly, the reason you're not allowed to be there is because you finger banged some chick and said her your fingers uh, you forcibly finger banged her and said your fingers smell funny and you were suspicious. And then the cops showed up. They try to arrest you justifiably. You resist. They tell you not to go into your car. You ignore them. You it, this this is point is this is a long long process. It's not like um, it's you not, were just walking down the street and you got hit by a car exactly. and now you're quadded. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh we need change in this world. Well, uh, what's the phrase they love? Why don't you be the change? Be the change. Be I see the change. Be the change and stop raping bitches. And if you if you insist on raping, at least stay away from them when you're done. Okay, that's that's. Can we at least get that? <laughs> Can we at least get that level of effort? I'll meet you on Be the Change, but I need you to put up that little effort, Jacob Blake. But it, it's not just the media treatment, of course, because this is where it gets politically bizarre. I mean, the Democrats do weird things and they make weird heroes. I get it. 
I find the the hero building of Jacob Blake to be incredibly strange and hilarious. And just, I mean, hilarious because it's so awful, because let's remember, nobody cares or remembers the woman Jacob Blake actually abused. And the reason that's so tragically hilarious is because the people propping him up now have me tooed. Their, their their life's career, their political career has been yeah. Me Too stuff and the abuse of women and all this. Now you got Kamala Harris, not just, sorry, K- K- Kamala, Kamala Harris, not just turning a blind eye and pretending this isn't a thing, but actively going to Jacob Blake and telling him she's proud of him. So you got Kamala Harris and Joe Biden both visiting with Jacob Blake and the Blake family. And according to Blake family attorney, Benjamin Crump, Kamala Harris visited with um, Jacob Blake. We don't have audio of this because it's just his description. But in his description, quote, in a moving moment, Jacob Blake told Kamala he was proud of her. And Kamala told Jacob that she is proud of him. Uh, Just like she was apparently proud of Brett Kavanaugh when he was much less credibly accused of sex crimes. I mean, remember this lady making up bullshit against Brett Kavanaugh? Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. I, I, this is unbelievable. They have no shame in doing this. And speaking with the press, she also discussed how impressive Jacob Blake's family is. He, he has an incredible family, says Kamala Harris. Really um, wonderful. I mean, they're an incredible family. And what they've endured, and they just do it with such dignity and grace. And, you know, they're carrying the weight of a lot of voices on their shoulders. And what was the message that you shared? Just to one to express concern for their, you know, well-being, and of course for their brother and their son's well-being, um, and to let them know that they have support. <laughs> Again, when are you going to meet with his victim? When are you going to meet with her family? What the hell am I even watching here? Uh, you're watching the expression of Satan through man. <laughs> That's what you're watching. No, these people, I mean, they will, they, they literally have no principles, no sense of morality. No. And the end game is attaining power. It's like, this is, this is exactly what Yuri Bresnimov said was going to happen. Yeah. Very prophetic. And it's not just her, the presumptive president of the United States. If Joe Biden wins through mail in ballots or whoever else, it's the candidate himself, the alleged candidate. Um, he this this is from a week back, but he also had a phone conversation with Jacob Blake, did Joe Biden. And Joe Biden said he's impressed with Jacob Blake's resilience. He sounds he sounds like he's actually dead uh, in this description. But here's Joe Biden's story. I just spent an hour or more with the with uh, the family as I got off the airplane had an opportunity to spend some time with Jacob on the phone. He's out of ICU. He talked about how nothing was going to defeat him. We talked about a psalm in my ch- our church, Father, based on the 23rd psalm. And he raised you up in eagle's wings and bear you on the breath of dawn until we and ho- keep you in, you know, <laughs> holding the palm of his hand that we meet again. What I came away with was the overwhelming sense of resilience Yes, Catholic huh. Joe Biden pla- praises the resilience of alleged rapists. That's <laughs> and, and by the way, underrated piece of this, throwing police under the bus as racist, uh, evil people the whole time, at least implicitly. And um, 
And somebody in the live chat just said, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, good, I know. good question. That's how I feel every time he's talking. I'm like, what? We got plenty more. Saying? I think this is um, this is a massive political opening for Trump, too. They would be wise to really capital. Of all the weaknesses that they have, this is up there in the top tier. You can go after him on, um, on the socialism stuff, and you can go after him on the gun confiscation stuff. And that's all credible. That's, that's, that's fine. But this is... Um, I mean, this has so many layers of wrong in addition to exposing them as just top tier hypocrites on the Me Too stuff hypocrites. and on the yeah. sexual assault stuff and the feminism stuff and all of it. This is a goldmine that needs to be um, really maximized politically. I, but I, I feel bad even talking about the political angles on this because it's just fundamentally immoral. It's 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 wrong on a non-political level. The gamesmanship is secondary to the to the fact that it's just wrong to praise and alleged presumed innocent until proven guilty but guy who probably at least sexually assaulted a woman and went back for more yeah what a hero what resilience nothing will stop him well they stopped him pretty good i would say they stopped him <laughs> and dead. didn't kill him so they stopped why him is everyone complaining? almost dead in his tracks Yep, he's never going to walk over to somebody to sexually assault them ever again he's much less effective in a wheelchair so you know police <laughs> did their jobs here Although when he does, when he figures out a way, Joe Biden will praise his resilience when he strikes again. Yeah. Oh, old Jacob said he'd never give up. And man, he did not. OK, next up, I got the uh, the coronavirus stuff. But uh, you think it would do for a break? Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to take over YouTube? Let's take yeah. over some super chats and I'll be back in, I don't know, 15 minutes. Sure. We will catch you then. Thank you guys for your patience. And that reminds me, actually, because the... Um, the screen for when blonde is absent was such a hit. I actually got a new submission from listener Chris Morrow, a new standby screen. So we'll test that one out. Thank you, Chris, for your artwork. And I hope everyone appreciates. Let's see what we got going in uh, the old Susan wiki wiki YouTube system. That's of course, as always very difficult to navigate, but here we go. Uh, one angry weeb says, how about the, that whole cutie situation? As far as I'm concerned, there are way too many pedos in our society. The attempts to normalize it make me want to hurl pedos, get the bullet firing squads. Now I, um, I passed on cuties for tonight cause we had already talked about it when the, uh, the trailer was released. So it seemed like mostly a rehash to me. And of course I'm not going to watch that movie, so I can't really give you a credible review i can say the one piece of new information i could say from my perspective that i was a little bit surprised to see this week is i saw i heard from some people who i whose takes i generally appreciate and i'm not naming names but some people who made the argument that well it's not it's not sexualizing children it's a depiction that teaches you why it's wrong to do that okay but <laughs> these are obviously these are real kids on the screen being put on a sexual display now, whether that's to teach you that that's bad or not, it's not the same as, say, depicting a murder in a movie where it's fictional and nobody actually got murdered. Whether the story is fictional or not does not change the fact that these are real, approximately 11-year-old girls put on a sexual display for the entertainment of other people. And I don't see a world in which that is uh, morally justified. If it's to make a point or not, there are actual child victims of that arrangement. So I don't get it, but I heard that argument this week. Holden Mulray says, hi, truth seekers. Let's make our own SJW platitude generator. So far, I have privilege, candid conversation, no easy answer, new normal, empower, unconscious bias. Others you want to add. Thanks and God bless. That sounds like a, an insufferable game of bingo. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any. I think you've got a pretty good handle on the buzzwords, though. 
those uh those are like all those are all the words that were the cringiest of 2020 so i think you have a handle on it jv dude says hey matt i hope your <laughs> hope your rear end is going okay many fans would be disappointed if it was permanently damaged yes i did tweet that out this week with uh, admittedly a little bit of of baiting intent because I knew it would be interpreted that, that way. If people did not hear on Thursday, um, I was rear-ended. I've never been rear-ended before, but I was rear-ended and I had my car. Uh, I'm not hurt and nobody's, nobody's hurt. So first and foremost, that's good. Had my car evaluated at the body shop. It's still drivable. Uh, there's some trunk and bumper damage, uh, but the car's still drivable. It'll be fixed. Um, I'll, I'll take it into the shop next Monday and it'll all be fixed. So everything will be fine. But yes, rear-ending jokes are welcome. And, uh, you know, it's just a pain in the ass. There's a lot of stuff to uh, to deal with in the next month because the, the wedding's in a month now. So there's a million small tasks to do and a million things to do. And now I got this whole car situation to navigate to. So and um, it was a, it was a crash that was caused by someone of Californian extraction. That is also true. So, uh, you know, they, the, that's the price you pay for everyone fleeing from that insufferable state. They come here and uh, and cause me to get in car accidents. Uh, boogeyman says, uh, cheers to my favorite podcast duo. Well, thank you for tuning in much appreciated. Uh, I bought PN, which I know I've been told how to pronounce that before. And I always get it wrong. Handful of sanity bucks to my favorite money grabbers. Keep the sanity safe space coming. Of course, much appreciated. Thank I am not going to be niggardly keeping us on the air while Lord Susan allows. Thanos Lyco says, Hey guys, I've never, or I've seen every episode, but the first time I, had uh, but i've this is the first time i've sent you money i've been inspired to start making political videos myself just want to say matt you're the standard i set myself against for principalism well thank you also says uh, also blonde i've noticed you march toward the black pill and i'm starting to feel the pull myself uh, but i'm ready to start pulling the country out of the fire no pun intended i suppose one person at a time we'll get there well thank you that is um that is a huge compliment and i will uh, highlight your commentary and and get get it to blonde here when she returns and, uh, and yeah, good luck, man. The one thing I, uh, I suppose, I, I don't know if you're asking for advice, so I don't want to give it if it's unsolicited, but the, if you're getting into this game, the only thing I say is, um, as long as you enjoy making the material for its own sake and you enjoy all the work of putting together your product, you'll be fine. Cause you can make a habit of that, but you got to enjoy it. Cause you're going to have to do it over and over and over again. And I, um, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy doing that each and every Sunday. I enjoy doing that for my solo stuff even each and every week. And if that's you too, then stick with it and good luck. And I appreciate the kind words. And if I can offer anything else, please just, uh, just send me an email. Always accessible by email. Jean-Paul LeBlanc. Sounds like one of my neighbors is upset with us. He's getting tired of turning his music down and, and complaints on his motorcycle. His wife is trying to calm him down. His wife, uh, who's trying to calm him down, said, quote, I like him, my dad, uh, crazy. Okay, well, good good luck with the neighborly situation, man. People are um, people are so uptight and tense about so many things right now. Understandably so. That God, man, just in person conflict is very. It's a dangerous time for that sort of thing. So navigate carefully, of course. Aggie Jet Pilot says, watched episode zero today, and uh, to finally watch where the greatness started. Amazing how much we're still having to talk. Uh, about almost half a decade later, but it wasn't a bad show for the first episode. Well, I always discourage people from going back and watching any old material, even though whenever I say that, they, they 
ultimately do. I'm glad you enjoyed that, uh, the spawn of, uh, or the origin of this show. And of course, it's, it's good to look back at your old material and cringe because that means that you've gotten better. <laughs> so I take no joy in, in that sort of thing. But uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Incompetent Hand says, Blonde is right about the 19th. Muslims are right about women. The Chinese are right about Muslims. Matt is just right. <laughs> the, t- the tiny hats are right about Chinese food. That's not true. Chinese food is terrible. I don't care what anyone says. I don't, and I don't care if it's Panda Express. I don't care if it's authentic to the point that it's dripping coronavirus. I don't have any time for Chinese food uh, in general. The shout out to Quite Frankly. Yes, uh, Quite Frankly, uh, Frank from Quite Frankly, our friend who subbed uh, when Blonde was giving birth earlier in the summer. His firstborn is on the way right now. He just tweeted a few hours ago that his wife is in labor. So I look forward to hearing of a happy and healthy uh, delivery for Frank's young daughter. I don't look forward to hearing about it. So all the best to him and his family. Joshua Worley says, uh, Sylvan de Zangrones is the mind that's really behind Cutie. So this must be a French director, whoever made it. Mamuna de Corre is a patsy. I don't know who that is, but look him up. His IMDb and Wikipedia page have been scrubbed. He auditioned 650 girls for the role. I mean, exactly. That's, that's the sort of thing... I'll take that as true, I should say. I, I don't know that independently to be true. But if that is true, that's the sort of thing that gives me a lot of pause. Again, I don't care the story you're trying to tell if you're victimizing actual children while you're doing it. And if that's the case, uh, I, yeah, I ain't, I ain't got time for cuties, man. I'm not looking at that. I don't want to see any. I don't want anything to do with that. Also circulating. A lot of people have sent to me and I saw circulating on Twitter. There's some so-called honest reviews of cuties that... Um, Probably a little bit too honest. Very creepy reviews of grown men, uh, by grown men, of cuties on YouTube and elsewhere that uh, are, are quite disturbing. And again, we live in a time where discussing mask policy is is a bridge too far for Susan Wiki Wiki and the rest. But if you want to talk about uh, the nuances of cuties and the nuances of the bodies of these young children, that's just fine. Talk away. Have at it. Do an hour-long podcast if you want. Uh, yeah. We're, we're living in weird times, man. Stellar J. Atkins says, um, oh, no, sorry, I skipped one. Tyler McNabb. I don't, can I test this? I, I don't... Testing, testing. Erica Marshmallow, Erica Marshmallow, Erica Marshmallow. I don't... The thing is, I'm pretty sure that you can say the name as I've done it before, but, but the name... The thing for me is, will I gamble my entire stream? on the name at this point, given that we're like a year removed from the name's relevance. I think you can say the name Erica Marshmallow, or at least Erica Marshmallow's brother, who is again, the alleged whistleblower. Uh, but I, I don't know. Stellar J Atkins says Veronica Lee Baker, say her name. If they insist on playing this game, I say we should uh, play it back and we will win this game easily. I don't, um, I don't actually know the name. Is, might she be the cop who was shot? Let me look it up. Double check. Um, no, this is someone else. Oh, this was, uh, she was found murdered in a car in Raleigh. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I heard about, I heard about these stories. That's right. Yeah. She was murdered, but the racial arrangement was wrong. If it's a white victim and a black attacker, then you don't hear anything about it on the news. That's the way these things work. And those are the names that you don't have to say. Steven sugar says, do you guys know uh, anything about the act blue scandal? 50% of their donations are from unemployed people averaging $74 per donation. Seems fishy. Um, it does sound fishy. However, if there was ever a time in which that's not fishy, it would be this. Keep in mind 
not only were there a ton of unemployed people in the spring and into the summer, but per the federal arrangement, per the CARES Act, a lot of people were making more money unemployed than they were at their old job. So uh, believe me, I'm always listening to claims of, um, of, of, of uh, meddling and corruption and things like that. I don't think that that's, uh, those are uh, silly questions to ask in this case. I just mean that if there was ever a time where unemployed people were donating sizable sums of money, it would have been this spring and summer. Black Magic says, I have been watching the show since Skag 3 transitioned into Matt Christensen on Crowder. Yeah, that's, uh, that's more than four years ago. But that was, um, that was a great, uh, being on Stephen Crowder's show way back when was a nice, uh, a nice bit of exposure for me, a nice boost. And to this day, I still hear people say, hey, I, I found you then. I found you when you were on, um, on Crowder's show. So uh, always appreciative of that. Still, root, uh, still rooting for Matt to get a Holt piece just tell us who did 9-11. Hint, it rhymes with... I can't say that. <laughs> Trust me. I want my Holt piece too, but I want it authentic. I don't want it with someone else's lines. I want it with my own. Damn it. Someday it's coming. Thank you, uh, Black Magic. Boogeyman. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, ma'am, but queens don't sit in coach. That is correct. Thank you for that. Daniel Kunkel says regarding these scum wishing death on the two cops who were ambushed in LA, I wish there was a way to put them on a database and deny them emergency services for life that goes for all rioters. Well, interestingly, that's the same argument I hear from a lot of people about uh, coronavirus non-compliers. If you don't wear a mask, you should be exempt from medical treatment and da da da. Um, To, to speak strictly on principle, I do believe in a right of refusal for any and all businesses. What I don't want, though, is a government-imposed banning on people for certain services. Even for the, um, the scummy protesters. I got to stick up. I, I don't want the government to ban them from, from services, but I do, of course, want to reserve the right to laugh at them and mock them. Uh, and, of course, the other side of it is everything is a human right, except for when we don't like you and then we start revoking humans. Saborium says, um, oh, thanks for supporting the show. Mojack420 says, lived in the middle of the Northern California wildfires in 2015, 17, and 18. This is the first year I'm not being smoked out. F California, let it burn. Bolshevik leftist mobs and black... (laughs) Uh, Blacks looting merchants? I suppose there's, there's probably some truth to that. Is that what BLM stands for? Anyway... Aaron Molo says, have you seen the sky above California? I've looked all over and can't find it anywhere. I've seen the photos and uh, it looks hellish. So hoping for the best. I mean, as I'm, I'm no friend of California politics or California politicians. And even though I love to make fun of that place and the people who are making decisions there, I try not to lose sight. Uh, as Ted Cruz famously says, there are more conservatives in California than any other state. And that's true. Those of you who are suffering not only from fires in California, but the political fires that are perpetual in your state understand that when I laugh at you, it is, I'm hoping to inspire criticism that will get some restoration of sanity there. So I really feel for you guys. I hope, I hope things turn around. Eric Burns Marsh says, uh, F the Vikings for honoring St. George of Floyd. What's next? Commemorating the smiley face killers. Well, that that's, um, I have to draw a line somewhere. And, uh, my Sunday routine will be changed up. I mean, the Vikings have been an emotional, like a, a Sunday experience to which I have an emotional connection for my entire adult life. It's a, it's a Sunday ritual. It's a Sunday routine. And uh, to ax that is a bummer, but I'm not going to commit myself to lies about uh, individuals, let alone lies about my country 
as a as a pre-show to watch the football game. I'm just going to tap out. I have to start voting against this sort of stuff with my eyes and with my wallet and just stop supporting it. And it bums me out. But as I've discussed with the music situation, when one door closes, another opens, there is a way to spend that time. I would otherwise spend watching football or listening to football podcasts or whatever, and put myself into some other experiences and some other uh, forms of entertainment. So I will do that. Uh, Knuckle. Oh no. So this is a uh, long dong John. Oh, sorry. I got a little ahead of myself. Jedi of the Republic, the FAA finds more than a hundred passengers each year for disobeying crew members after complaints are filed. I wonder if superior genetics lady will feel the wrath of the FAA. Well, in the, for the sake of consistent consistency, at least one would hope long dong. John says, fuck Netflix. If you haven't canceled it yet, do it right now. I straight up advocate people pirate any Netflix exclusive content. They really like Just stop giving these pedo enablers your money. Well, it certainly is hard to, um, as I said, this this is I, I do think the QD stuff is a step beyond simple political disagreement. It's one thing to say, oh, Netflix has a political bend that I think is dumb. And I sort of wonder, should I support that financially uh, because I disagree with the politics? Again, if you believe that Cuties is the actual victimization of children and I don't see a case otherwise. Yeah, I, I can't argue that you should give your money to a, an organization you believe is actually victimizing kids. So uh, I don't, and people say that's cancel culture uh, because the the critics of cuties and and Netflix have been accused of cancel culture. Uh, It's not, I am not obligated to give Netflix 10 bucks a month or whatever it is. If I decide that Netflix's content is no longer to my taste and I cancel it, that's my own, that's my own, um, my own choice. That's not cancel culture. Cancel culture is going after people's jobs and livelihoods and trying to stir up a mob against them for the things that they've said. Simply not giving that person 10 bucks because you don't like them. That's not cancel culture. They're still free to go about doing whatever it is that they want to do. And in the context of victimizing kids, there's a credible argument that maybe they shouldn't be. (laughs) Can we at least can we at least uh, consider that possibility that if we do believe this is the actual victimization of children, there might be some legal implications there. Ted Cruz, I know is looking into that and I'll, I'll defer to the legal minds on that one. Uh, I don't know, but I do believe it is the actual victimization of children. You're back. You got any, uh, hot. That's a bad way to describe it. You got any cuties opinions. I was going to say cuties, hot takes, but that's, um, that's not a good way to describe it. Mm, it's so much worse than I thought it was going to be. Did you actually watch it? Because I have not. Mm. I just watched the clips from Tucker Carlson and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, we, we have some uh, some cuties questions, but um, but I, I can't say much more than um, than what uh, I said prior when we watched the, uh, the 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 trailer. So I just opted to kind of skip over it uh, for, for the purposes of this show. Um, one more, one comment was specifically for you from, uh, Thanatos Lycos, uh, blonde. I've noticed your march toward the black pill and I'm starting to feel the pull myself, but I'm ready to start pulling this country out of the fire. One person at the time uh, we will get there. Oh, so, okay. Just embrace it. It's fine. Not fully black pilled just yet. <laughs> oh crap. Where did I leave off? I got to mark it. So, uh, I don't get, this, uh, wrong. The last question was about, uh, was about yeah last question was long dong john about netflix and cuties so i will mark that and we can return to it when we take our next break let's get back into it though um i I mentioned i wanted to talk about coronavirus stories and uh and this this segment on cnn but the story about the cnn segment actually begins with more astounding hypocrisy from susan wiki wiki and um 
Of course, how Susan Wiki Wiki will not tolerate any disobedience to our Lord and Savior, the World Health Organization. And of course, she's been deleting videos of people questioning mask wearing or talking about hydroxychloroquine. Um, unless, of course, you're CNN. Of course, if you're CNN, do whatever the hell you want. But you may remember it was ironically this this policy was revealed on CNN with Brian Stelter. Remember that clip when Susan said um, you can't question or or refute the WHO on YouTube. That's a violation of our policies and that right. material will be taken down. So there was this particular CNN segment that caught my interest uh, this week and um, and it's available right now on YouTube. And uh, it's a Don Lemon segment in which they check in with uh, Jim Acosta. The title is Acosta asks Trump supporters why they aren't wearing masks. And Jim Acosta went out to one of Trump's Michigan rallies this week. And you can see a whole bunch of Trump supporting people. there not wearing masks. And Jim Acosta talks to them. And as we'll get to a moment, as we'll get to in a moment, many of them have um, like uh, opinions along the lines of coronavirus is actually a hoax, not the political reaction to it. The virus is a hoax. Statements like that. This is a very interesting clip, and CNN and Don Lemon's reaction to it is also interesting. So I downloaded the CNN segment this morning from YouTube. It's very important. From YouTube. I downloaded <laughs> this video on your screen from YouTube because I wanted to cut out this 30-second portion of Jim Acosta talking to Trump supporters and play that for the purposes of the discussion of this show. Now, I did that. I cut out that clip. I posted it on our Clips channel in preparation for the show. And for that transgression, Susan put a strike on my clips channel. Why? Not because of copyright. You might think, oh, you, you stole someone else's content and you put it up there and you don't have the rights to do that. No, no, no. Nothing to do with copyright. For violating her Brian Stelter policy of questioning, disputing the efficacy of the World Health Organization. That's why. So what Susan is saying is that the people in the CNN interviews who are saying masks are dumb, coronavirus is a hoax, their commentary is the reason that my channel, my clips channel got a strike and is being punished despite the fact that I pulled their commentary from YouTube and the CNN channel. That's how this went down this morning. Oh. So of course, uh, team YouTube did get back to me on Twitter with some responses. I made sure to, uh, file a report. I reported the, uh, the CNN video for, of course, questioning oh, the wisdom of our Lord and Savior, the World, Horth, the World Health Organization. Team YouTube has not responded. And just to be double sure, I know the answer to this, but let's reload. Oh, of course not. No, the clip's not banned. It's still up there. You can still go watch it. Just not on my clips channel. You can't watch it there. Anyway, that's... You think that was algorithmic? Uh, if, if it is... I mean, they have their algorithm is incredible. If they have an algorithm scanning audio and transcribing it and analyzing it for denial of the wisdom of lord who i mean that's yeah. an incredible algorithm if they actually have that power and also keep in mind this clips channel i have you can see in the um in the email it's just called dummy account okay what that means is <laughs> if you were to find the channel which maybe you could see if you can find it i don't know but all the videos on it are unlisted so you can't right. even see them if you go to it. So it must be algorithmic. It's got to be. No one could possibly, unless it was a YouTube insider who could go visit those videos behind the scenes, you as just a person out there without any special access could not find these videos. It would never happen. They're being monitored, it appears. It never happened. All of that is the context to get into this um, this CNN clip, which I which I really wanted to, to, um, to talk about. And... <laughs> 
that also explains why I had to bleep it. So I had to, to get it through their system, I had to bleep the words mask and pandemic <laughs> and other related words. But here's the clip. Oh, yikes. A day after the Woodward bombshells, the president held a rally in Michigan, no social distancing, few masks. Our Jim Acosta caught up with some of the attendees. Listen to this. Why are you guys not wearing masks? I have one with me. It's, it's my prerogative. But, but why not wear one to stay safe? Uh, I have a hard time understanding people when they talk, so that's why I don't wear it. But you can hear me right now? I can hear you. Why are you not wearing your Because there's no it's a It's a fake created to destroy the United States of America. But the president said to Bob Woodward that there is a virus, the coronavirus, and that it is deadly. That's his opinion. The truth is, is that the, the CDC said there's only less than 10,000 people die from COVID. The other 190,000 have 2.6 or 2.8 other mortalities. Does it worry you guys at all to be in this crowded space? I'm not afraid. <laughs> the good Lord takes care of me. If I die, Every I die. Day. We got to get this country moving. Can't, what are you going to do? Wear masks and stay inside for another year? Huh? Where will that get it? It's exactly the kind of misinformation, <laughs> Dr. The President, and maybe only the President could have prevented. And instead, he made sure that this is where we are. The long-term impact is what you heard in that clip tonight. People have, uh, have no faith, have very little trust in our trusted medical and public health establishments. And all of this was set in February and March when the President demeaned denigrated and really downplayed the severity of this virus and undermined the public health expertise that we were trying to share. Oh yeah. That that's why none of us trust the, uh, the experts and the science. It's because Trump told us not to in February. It's not because you guys have beclowned yourselves with your nonsensical contradictory directives, like don't wear a mask, wear a mask, and then absolutely contradicting yourselves on gatherings. Don't gather with anyone unless it's a black lives matter rally, in which case it's totally safe and there's no viral risk whatsoever. But even if there is viral risk, it's fine because racism is a bigger public health threat than the, that all of that, and we're supposed to sit here and believe Trump told us to be skeptical. That's why we don't trust them. And they all gave very cohesive answers. Yeah. Um, those are all the reasons that I don't wear a mask. Uh, and I like this last guy in particular. Like, what are we going to do? So so their attempt was to to paint us all like we're these um, white trash, anti-science morons. But in actuality, those were all uh, very reasonable reasons. They they treat it as not the, wearing masks. Yeah, first of all, they treat the guy who said, I can't, I have trouble speaking with people when they're wearing masks as though they got him because he could understand Jim Acosta. Well, it's not as though you can never understand someone with a mask, but we've it makes all, it harder. We've all yeah. tried to place an order for coffee or a sandwich or whatever wearing a mask. And you, I guarantee you've had to say the order three or four times because of the damn mask. I 100% guarantee we've all had that experience. To the other point, the guy who's like kooky because he's talking about CDC data. Okay, we went through the CDC release. The data he's talking about are correct. Now, the, just, to, just to refresh, the CDC said of all the coronavirus deaths, 6% were uniquely coronavirus caused. The other 94% had an average of 2.6 contributing uh, underlying conditions. Does that mean that none of those, that, that all of those deaths are coronavirus caused or not coronavirus caused? We don't know. There may be some room for nuance in what he's talking about there, but the, the statistical point he's making is correct. And in fact, CDC verified, but that's kooky. That's, that's a bunch of nonsense. We really got that guy. And even this older man, 
talking about if I die, I die. If it's my time, it's my time. I mean, whether or not you believe in the spirituality of what he's talking about, just like we were talking about last week or the week prior, proper perspective on death is yep. very important. People who have an irrational fear of death, guess what? They don't live their lives. They hide in fear for their entire lives and they waste their life. And if you think this old man is reckless and crazy, nobody's forcing you to hang out with him. Don't go to the Trump rally. The other thing about this I thought was interesting. They're, they're only going to talk to and show the non-masked people. But who do you see behind this guy? Or at least the screenshot I have up. Lots of young people wearing masks at the Trump rally. Why don't you talk to them? Why don't you highlight them? Um, and the, the other thing I was question, I was wondering too, if it's so dangerous to be at this rally, why is Jim Acosta even there? Yeah, is, is it because really. like is his noble journalistic purpose so much higher than anyone else's political purpose? What about him bringing coronavirus back to all of his comrades? Yeah, what about that. Yeah, oh yeah, he's I, trying to kill your grandma. He's going to get Don Lemon at the office when he comes back. It'd be so funny. Oh, I would never stop laughing. So uh, the, this silliness about uh, oh you don't uh, you don't you don't trust the experts because of Trump it's it's just so insulting too as though none of us have come to this conclusion by evaluating the information for ourselves I didn't I never took a Trump directive I don't care yeah. what Trump says about this and Trump has said conflicting things Trump has said it's very dangerous Trump has shrugged it off at times none of my opinion is based on what Trump said it's my own evaluation of the evidence and I won't be insulted by you simplifying it down to, I just follow the president's orders. Okay. Um, but to the point on why else we might not trust the experts and the politicians, a few other cases this week, they are anecdotal, of course, but uh, eventually a pile of anecdotes becomes data. This story uh, in Tennessee, <laughs> Troy Whittington's mom uh, died of COPD in February. This is uh, a Troy Whittington is a man who lives in Shelby County, Tennessee, but Troy received a letter from the Shelby County health department this week, notifying him that his mom tested positive for coronavirus and needs to isolate for 10 days. Now, when did she test positive for coronavirus? That's very weird. Allegedly June 20th, she died February 16th, but she tested positive for coronavirus on June 20th. Now, even though that timeline obviously doesn't line up, Let's imagine that his mom still was healthy and walking around. She tested positive on June 20th and you're getting the news nearly three months later, but she's still supposed to isolate. Why? Yeah. Why bother? Why? Um, Ooh, this leads me to believe that they are uh, cooking the books in like a really specific fashion because COPD is, uh, it causes similar symptoms to COVID. Hmm. It's a, it's a lung illness. If I'm, if I'm, if my memory serves me. So do you Obst think that maybe they're looking yes. at, yeah. Do you think that they're looking at pulmonary cases and then they're like these, it's more, it's going to be more, more believable, m- more circulation than respiratory, I suppose, but general themes of that. Right. Do you think that this was specific to her ailment? Well, I don't know, but of course the, the health department is just blaming this on a, on a mistake. I have a hard time believing that mistakes of this order could happen because there are so many layers to it. First of all, she's dead. That's a mistake. Second of all, when would the test have happened? Because it allegedly happened after she was dead. Third, the timing seems like a mistake. Even if the test was real and legit, why aren't the results going out until three months later? How many mistakes have to happen in sequence before you start to wonder, was this in fact intentional for some purpose? The statement from the health department uh, director, Dr. Alicia Househalter, 
she says she personally spoke with Troy Whittington, the, the son of the lady who died on Thursday and a letter of apology from her was sent to the family on Friday as an agency. We are in the process of reviewing current procedures and are implementing additional safeguards that will help us uh, help to prevent situations like this from occurring in the future. No specific commentary on exactly how in the hell this actually happened. And, mm-hmm. um, and there's, there's more still this week in LA or LA County. The, uh, no, that's not Beetlejuice. That's the, uh, LA County health director, Barbara Ferrer, I think is how you say her name. KFI News, local uh, local news radio uh, reporter Steve Gregory published this audio this week. This is a conference call between the county health director, Barbara Ferrer, and uh, a, quote, collection of school nurses, school administrators, other education and medical professionals in which she says straight up, we're not going to open schools until after the election. So we uh, don't realistically anticipate that we would be moving to either tier two or to reopening uh, K through 12 schools at least through, uh, at least until after the election, after, you know, in early November. Like when we just look at the timing of everything, it seems to us a more realistic uh, approach to this would be to think that we're going to be where we are now until uh, we get after, until we, we are done with the elections. Why? Oops. No, I mean, it's it's a moment of accidental honesty. Yeah, yeah. I think we, seriously speaking, we all know why, but what would the, what would be their plausible explanation? What does the election have to do with whether it's safe to open schools or not? Oh, of course, nothing. God, these people. They try. The L.A. County Department of Public Health, a spokesman said Ferrer's comment was, quote, related only to timing any expanded school reopenings to allow for enough time from the implementation of changes to assess impact prior to expansions. That's just word salad. That, what does that even mean? I think what they mean is we have plans for expansions and we need, we need a good amount of time to implement those expansions. However, why would that time be measured relative to the election as opposed to relative to public safety and health metrics? People should be refusing to send their children to schools where they're required to wear masks. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd, I'd be out yeah, at that point. Not doing that if if this is the the new normal like emmeline's being homeschooled she will not go to a school where she has to wear a mask um and i do want to continue to point out that they're telling us what they're doing here they're telling us their motivations this is incredibly brazen um and every time you wear a mask or you know you just comply without without question because you don't want to offend somebody or you're afraid of confrontation uh you become complicit in this so you know, it's time to to stop for everybody to stop doing this. Stop taking any precautions at all and just live your life normally. Well, I, to be as fair as possible, I would say evaluate for yourself. I do know there's there are some people out there who genuinely think that masks are helpful and they want to wear them. And I don't want to I don't want I believe in personal freedom and personal liberty. If you want to make that choice. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just, saying, you know, when when you do that, you are complicit in this larger scheme. Uh, and then they are telling us that this this is, you know, having you seen that Fauci clip where he's like, you know, masks are not this perfect protection. People think they are. It might yeah. stop a droplet or it's not really going to do anything. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, well, the science on masks, the science on masks hasn't changed in the last three months. People have been using masks in um, surgical settings for decades and decades. We don't have any new science about viral transmissibility based on droplets or N95 or whatever the fuck. It's not new science. All right. 
Uh, masks don't work. The CDC knows masks don't work. Um, why? Why? If you're if you're old or you have an underlying condition, fine, whatever. If you're sick, okay, fine, whatever. But if you're going out um, and you are engaging with other people and you're putting yourself at risk, uh, your, your mask's not going to help you. And if you're truly afraid, then self-isolate. Self-isolate so that we as a society don't have to deal with this. Yeah, make your own decision. If the only reason you're taking these steps is because Big Daddy government told you to, that's not a good reason. Evaluate for yourself. But I will say too, is this thing on? Are we still are we still on the air after all that uh after all that denial of the wisdom of of Lord WHO? We'll see. We'll see. Uh if, if those guys in the CNN clip can't do it, we'll find out if you can do it. Um, are you getting audio issues from me? No. Why? A uh, live chat saying that my mic is cutting in and out. Uh, shouldn't be. I mean, I hear the same audio that goes to the stream, so it should be fine. Unless maybe there was a momentary issue, but should be good. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm disappointed in people. I really thought, especially in North Idaho, that we wouldn't be falling for this shit. But I go out to the grocery store and it's like 50-50. Yeah, well, it's a slow it's a slow drip away from it. But of course, I, I do believe they have um, new new hysterias to stir up in the coming weeks and months. We had... Uh, just to double check on the audio, we good as far as the chat is concerned? Or are they still saying tech problems before we move on? I don't know. It's like half and half. Okay. You well, guys are live. I can't trust you. <laughs> okay. We'll give it a second and see if it resolves. Uh, let's see. I want to, I got a little bit of Joe Biden updates and a little uh, brief hoax hate stuff. Let's talk Biden briefly because, um, because Biden is still trying to convince you that he's an actually viable candidate. And I don't mean viable politically, like people will vote for him. I mean, viable as in actually alive. And uh, he, he was trying to make that case directly with Jake Tapper uh, about his health and about transparency about his health uh, this week on CNN. And, uh, and Joe Biden gave this very convincing answer about the state of, uh, of his own health. You're elected. You would be the oldest president ever. The American people have been lied to before by presidents about the president's health. And when it comes to Donald Trump versus me, just look at us, okay? Just look at us. Who seems to be in shape? Who's able to move around? Who's? I mean, this idea of you know, slow Joe. <laughs> I anyway, I. I shouldn't laugh about it because, uh, anyway, Donald Trump, uh, just look at us both, watch us, and determine whether or not you think uh, um, I'm misleading anyone, not you personally, but the public, you know. Come on, man. That's disastrous. (laughs) (laughs) Disastrous. Nobody is talking about your physical shape people are talking about your mental acuity except for joe biden when he challenges people to push-up contests that's the only time oh lord i do want to give a shout out to the uh, channel power tie for the genius the more you joe bit i hope to uh, put that to some use as the campaign season carries on um, but it is linked in the description if you want the more you joe supercut. it is a uh, genius concept and i hope they keep them coming um there was also this story uh, the questions presented to uh, Joe Biden's press secretary this week from Brett Baer about allegations that Joe Biden uses a teleprompter during interviews. And of course, that question was skirted and just the, the, the press secretary refuses refused to uh, to respond or to answer. 
And so that prompted the internet to go digging into all of Joe Biden's interviews of the spring and summer until they could come up with, I I shouldn't say some evidence because there's reason for suspicion prior, but more evidence that that is the case. And they, they uh, found this interview from April on the James Corden show or the late, late show with James Corden, in which Biden is showing a bunch of framed photographs on the screen. And when he puts up a big one of him and his son, Pretty clearly, the reflection shows what has to be teleprompter script. I don't know what else that would be. And you can see it bright, big colors, clearly text. That uh, looks to be an open and shut case there. But uh, but there's no comment that I've seen from the campaign. They're just uh, not addressing this issue. So judge for yourself. But it is that time of the week if you're ready. I guess so. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. (laughs) Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? We'll get to the actually correct orientation swastika in a moment, but first, this week's hoax hate crime of the week is uh, last year's hoax hate crime of the year. And that is uh, Jussie Smollett. He's back in the news and he did a long interview with Mark Lamont Hill, formerly of CNN fame. This was an Instagram interview. And and during this interview, Jussie says he knows there's video evidence of the attack on him. And he knows there are witnesses who can corroborate uh, and support his claim that he was attacked by two white guys in MAGA hats and not his Nigerian friends. Here's uh, Jussie Smollett's new claims of fact. Chicago PD, though, said with your case is that they could not find a video of a hate crime attack. It's out there. There's also two other witnesses that saw saw white men. So, you know, uh, saw exactly what I say that I saw. There is a tape from what I've seen. There is something, but it, of course, it cuts off right before it happens. You can see how someone could say, wait a minute, this tape cutting off at this moment is awfully convenient. That's something y'all got to ask yourselves. I'm not here to, um, I'm in a case. So y'all got to y'all got to do the, the detective work. You think about the fact that my every detective combined that was on my case have combined over 460. Five, I'm sorry, 560 formal accusations against them. OK. What? <laughs> he could have just kept his mouth shut and taken his Hollywood money and, you know, gone and lived a nice life. But now he has to try to convince us that. Fine, we'll disprove you again. Jeez. You might be wondering, okay, there's witnesses, there's uh, there's footage. Uh, who are these witnesses and where is this footage? No, that that's, he says, it's up to you to uncover that. I'm sorry, it's not our job to provide the evidence for your claims. And if he says that he's seen the footage, how is it that he is not apparently given that footage or directed the police or investigators to that footage? Yeah, I'm just withholding this exonerating video evidence. <laughs> Uh, for no reason against my own case, but you, white America, you need to find it to exonerate. But we don't give a shit about you, buddy. And this, I can't think of a single thing you've ever been in that I've seen, except for Alien Resurrection. Well, and that and is that is the great irony of the whole case: is what do I know Jesse Smollett for? It's this: I didn't know who he was or even what Empire was when this story broke a year and a half ago. He is known for this, but to his point on. Um, on the police or the investigators who are working on his case, having all sorts of uh, allegations against them and that itself being damning. Uh, 
you have many allegations against you, Jesse. If it's damning to them, it has to be just as damning to him. But uh, but no, his allegations are totally bunk. The allegations against everybody else are obviously legit. Um, but I don't I don't know. Maybe he has new witnesses. How, how even in the case of Jesse Small, it's not just allegations. He references these allegations against the um, against the investigators, but it's not just allegations with Jesse Small. We have the uh, Nigerian brothers testimony. We have the check that was paid to them. We have the text exchange, the cell phone records showing communication between him and the brothers, including on that night. There's lots of tangible evidence that shows this was a hoax. It's not just the lack of evidence in favor of his claims, but we're just going to pretend that's not the case. A lot of pretending going lately. Okay, last story. I I was convinced. I don't know if you had a chance to look at this beforehand, but I went into this morning actually even convinced this was your typical run-of-the-mill hoax hate case with swastikas on a car. All right, I'll cut it up. We'll talk about it. We'll laugh at the swastikas. We'll move on. However, I looked at the story again this morning and police had released surveillance footage showing the guy apparently doing this. The question is, who's the guy? We don't know. But as we Jesse Smollett, maybe as we watch these two news pieces, you audience, you tell me, is this legit or is this one of the stronger commitments to the act that we've ever seen? Because now it's not just like Sharpie on a car. Now it's a guy shooting a gun into their house. So let, let's, let's see what we got here. Find the clip. The swastika stands for so much hate. For somebody to actually come out and take yeah. the time to do all this, is, it doesn't make any sense. The couple who lives on Tallman says they love their neighborhood and have displayed this Black Lives Matter sign in their front window for about two months. We hear this hissing sound. Yeah, like, Shh. Yeah. Unsure what it was, Eddie Hall running outside to take a look. I hear a great big smash and it sounds like gunfire. Hitting the floor and calling 911, the couple realizing their front window had been smashed out. The Halls then reading disturbing messages on their truck, including terrorist, get the F out of here, and a drawing of a swastika. I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for someone that has that much hate built up in them. One neighbor handing over this surveillance video to police. Take a good look at the alleged suspect who was caught on home surveillance video covered from head to toe. His attack starting Monday, Labor Day. The suspect then fired four rounds at the home. On Wednesday, the suspect back for more, the family home once again. The suspect slashed the tires of two vehicles parked in front of the home, as well as one vehicle parked in the driveway. And then Thursday around 11.30 p.m., you see the suspect on video again, hiding from approaching headlights several times. But once he felt the coast was clear, he boldly strikes again. Suspect fired a shot into the hall's residence last night through the living room window. Maybe. Maybe they hired somebody. It could be. If it is a fake, it is certainly a next level fake. My only question is, how is it possible that this guy is returning to the same home night after night after night committing crimes? How was he not caught on? How many times did he visit? At least two or three? Same dude? Was the E in the beginning? The E? Yeah. On what? I I think I might have seen something that was a mirror image, but it looked like the E in one one of the graffitis was backwards. Like the truck vandalism or what? 
Maybe it was like in the first shot. I mean, not that that really matters, but um, no, no, it was like the first, the first second of the video. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they hired somebody. Maybe. I mean, if if that. Oh yeah, there is right. a backward E. I found it. Yeah. That's strange. That's a little odd, I suppose. And they get the F out. The, the E is backwards. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what the idea on this guy is. It's hard to tell even his characteristics because he's he's like hooded up and he's in this like ninja outfit. So who the hell is that? And all white is strange too. Like typically when I commit hate crimes, I wear all black. <laughs> yeah, that's got my pro, cat burglar suit. Pro tip: swastika is the correct orientation, and they did call nine one one. So hmm. those are points in their camp. And if it is, if they are simply out for the GoFundMe money, the GoFundMe is not doing great. Uh, I can refresh, but it's only at, earlier. It was only at, oh, they turned off donations. Actually, hmm. that's a new update. The, this fundraiser is no longer active, but it did have 265 bucks in it. So why was it deactivated? That's another question. We'll have to find out if you see updates on this story, especially if you're in Michigan and you might see local news where I will miss it. Send it my way. Cause I'm very curious if this is, it's either a next level hoax or it's one of those rare, actually legit ones. And uh, that, that's, a, that's a unicorn as well. Anyway, that is a show. Anything else? Uh, People before? are still complaining about my audio. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I have reason to believe that it's going to be posted correctly. If you're hearing it fine. It sounds fine to me, but um, I suppose something could be going haywire in the processing or the way it's being sent out to the stream. Yeah, I, I guess uh, listen back and email me if it's, if it's well, wrong. Well, is everyone saying it or a select few? bunch of people are saying it okay yeah. we'll have to review the file uh you guys i have the same mic that skag has like why did you invest your or super chat money in a better mic it's, it's the same mic. it's it's probably some sort of processing issue if there's something going on that is to say it's Once on the, again, not my fault <laughs> not my fault will be a theme of wednesday too after the uh it really wasn't my fault we fixed it the other day i just got back on and it was fixed yeah so mm. we'll uh we'll have a look anyway uh, let me hop over to D live. Let's see. Uh, Mike, Mike Hawk four twenty blazing. Here we go again. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, Christopher pack says Trump should coin his rallies as BLM peaceful protests. They were handing out like a poster. What's the term? Like signs, cards, whatever at Trump rallies that said peaceful protester. They actually have been doing that. I've seen. Uh, if you want to get squared away over on YouTube, the next one up is Knuckle Hunky Buck. Knuckle? I thought it was Long Dong. That was the last one I read. Okay. Um, you guys should check out my channel. Uh, you can watch all my videos in under 20 minutes. I've got an in memoriam to Joseph Rosenbaum that's really touching as an emotionally <laughs> wow. stirring, not like what he's convicted of. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. Thanks. Polaris 589. Um, I got out of California at the right time. The place looks like Satan took over. I know. Is this God's wrath or is this the government starting fires? I don't know. Or is it Antifa starting fires? Those are the only three options that it could possibly be. Um, Darren says, I did you both the duty of dabbing in of dabbing in pedophilia by watching cuties. Dabbling in pedophilia by watching cuties was not disappointed. The last 20 minutes might as well have been shot out of the WAP music video. I need to Ugh. bleach my eyes. Ugh, disgusting. Um, Josh Owens, my wife and I started planning our escape from California. Long list of reasons to leave, but these wildfires are what finally push us over the edge. It's worse every year, hoping to be out of here within the next six months. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, all the best. All the best to you. Good luck. 
Stephen Delayit says, a friend once said the rule for ages between couples should be half the age plus seven. Don't know if that works as law, though. Um, I've heard that before. Laurel says, I agree with Blonde. I don't understand why the bread and circuses have stopped. I don't understand why they stopped boiling the frog. Are they panicking or do they think they passed a threshold? I think that they think that they've passed a threshold. I think that they're like, oh, well, we don't have to do this Hollywood propaganda anymore. Let's take that away. We don't have to do this anymore. We can we can put these resources in, in other ventures. And then with the sports thing, I think that they want us to be focused on what's going on in society right now. And that's a distraction. Hmm. Automata CNN Rosenbaum threw a plastic bag at him and tried to disarm him and Rittenhouse fatally shot the man. So chasing and grabbing the gun of someone who is not aggressed is trying to disarm them. <laughs> okay. Um, Freddie sauce escaped Cali now escaping Nevada, moving all my stuff this weekend to the outskirts of Phoenix to the new apartment. Anywho. Wow. Three left has moved so far. The right wing death squads are now moderate. <laughs> Moderate. Wow. Well, good luck in your uh, in your quest, man. That's a long way to retreat. I can't believe Nevada is uh, is lost, but here we are. No, no. Tori D, the time has come to purge our land of these criminal head shaped <laughs> mute antifa mutant antifa members. Literally, Susan, not figuratively, <laughs> <laughs> not defensively. Bold. Um, Michael Anderson, amazing how the fires are apparently larger in the north and tapers they go south. And the fire seemed to precisely follow the five freeway. What an odd coincidence. Hmm. Puppet Joe. I don't know if you guys did the Netflix story. They auditioned 650 girls and the lady stalked girls in playgrounds. Good God. What? That, uh, that figure was referenced earlier, but I, I haven't. Uh, so that's two people saying it. I haven't seen that number, but sure. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it as true. And, um, yeah, I was I was talking cuties a little bit while you were gone. There were a lot of cuties uh, super chats. So we're talking about that a little bit. Royal wins. My favorite part of the show is when Matt starts to read a super chat, then laughs and stumbles because it's too spicy. Yeah. I love the improvised euphemisms used to get the point across. My favorite weekend show. Barely the weekend. I guess. <laughs> Susan's Thank wrath will be swift. It's my job to prolong it, but while yeah. maintaining the integrity of the show. But I don't know if you maintain the integrity of the show by reading super chats, no disrespect to the chatters, but their job is to um, embarrass us. Uh, Orion, do you think Trump will make good on his talk of fighting against critical race theory? I'm a federal employee who's tired of us spending tax dollars on training us that white folks are bad. I certainly hope so. I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in his promises, but this is a promise that I like. So we'll see. And I received several emails this week from federal employees giving me examples of the trainings they've had to go through. I mean, this stuff is absolute propaganda. This is hours and hours of wasted time on all of our dimes to teach, yep. to indoctrinate people with the belief that white people are inherently evil, inherently racist, and that they have a unique obligation to correct all that ills the world. Absolute nonsense. Evan M. Me Too started with Harvey Weinstein, most of whose vi victims were consensually banging him to get ahead in their careers. The producers of Cuties seem to be getting a more gentle treatment. I mean, mm. yeah, I was reading a lot of tweets on it and people are like, oh, are we afraid of childhood sexuality? It's like childhood what? Uh that's not a thing. Well, yeah, this is what we were talking about when you when you were out, too, is I, I saw a lot of arguments this week that were along the lines of, no, the point is to show you that sexualization of kids in this way is bad. OK, I understand that you could present crimes in fictional context to illustrate why they're bad. However, these are real little girls. 
they are not fictional depict. These are real young girls. So there's, you don't illustrate how a murder is bad by committing a murder. Yeah. And there's this weird, like irony to it because it's about a Muslim girl whose family is abusive and oppressing her because they won't, you know, because they don't want her to be sexualized. Whereas if you actually look at Islamic culture, I mean, child brides, are a huge part of, of several countries' cultures. So, mm. but they're not talking about that. It's like uh, pedophilia. Okay, now do, now do Islam. Can we, can we do that? <laughs> but they won't. Yeah. Um, Mark G, I'm missing ninety percent of my sympathy. Actually, it's all missing. The ATF doesn't shoot his dog and burn down his house. I would be surprised. Yeah, there. I um, jokes made earlier about ninety percent of a ten percent muscle mass is uh, is not great anyway. So, not much was actually missing. Who knows? <laughs> Greyhawk the Angry, longtime listener, first time super chatter, been wondering whatever happened to Kevin Flanagan. I don't know. Gotta ask Kevin. Kevin. Uh, uh, Jonathan Herbert, gauge whatever is what happens when you come in second place in the Wisconsin quick draw competition. You should also get into the fitness industry because he has one simple trick to getting shredded biceps. <laughs> Very effective. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Nathan Bullock. If Greg Grosskraut's situation has taught us anything, it's that you always aim for the center of mass. Uh, yeah. 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 Semper Tyrannus. Mr. Bicep was quoted on a post by a friend that, um, by his friend that only regret was he hesitated instead of shooting his entire mag and killing yeah. Kyle. So hard to say peaceful protest while saying long live the revolution. I know. Yeah. And don't forget that. That was to be fair to as fair to gauge as possible. He's not, there's no video of him saying it, but his friend did post a Facebook post that said, I just talked to Gage in the hospital. He said his only regret is not emptying a full mag into Kyle. But yes, I'm sure you went there with peaceful intent to help people. Yeah. Okay. Ridiculous. Plural says, I was looking forward to telling my grandchildren the origin story of Kyle Rittenhouse, how he became the dauntless minute man and gave rise to his arch enemy monosep. <laughs> good it took me a second uh, i got it <laughs> don't forget the day america was attacked by an abrahamic an abrahamic religion two planes flown into the towers is such a tragedy and the worst part is they got some muslims to fly the planes i'll read that i'll right. read that ziggy shrugged according to robert barnes kyle's representation comma commas are important people Kyle's representation is dubious and many lawyers have told Barnes they're concerned for Kyle. Really? Apparently Lynn Wood has his own legal issues. And the other lawyer that went on TV has issues too. I don't know. From what I could tell, they were, they were renowned attorneys. This was it's brought true. up on Wednesday too. There's some concerns about some of the legal battles that those lawyers have themselves. And, um, and I don't know. I, I've, certainly I, I trust Barnes's judgment. I think he's pretty keen on all this stuff. And of course he has the legal expertise. The only thing I said on Wednesday in response to that is, what lawyers could be assigned to Kyle that wouldn't be ripped apart in every conceivable way, wouldn't have lawsuits yeah. brought against them, wouldn't get unfair media treatment. So I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate that they're um, not qualified or less than ideal. We'll let this play out. I think they have a very solid case. So I think any competent lawyer should be able to do pretty well on this one. Tyler Betty says, can't believe no one has picked up on this yet. Kyle didn't trip. He was beaten to the ground with a skateboard to the head, courtesy of Anthony Huber. Watch it closely in slow-mo. Track him backwards. Noted. Sure. Um, I, I, I haven't seen that, but certainly he was being chased. And he was hit in the head, too. He was, like, punched in the head and his hat goes flying. I have seen that. Yeah. 
Trevor, just thought it was interesting. The reddish plywood on the wall behind Kamala Harris was fire-rated plywood. Just thought you might find it as funny as mm. I do. Mm. Joshua Ulrich, how awesome would it be if Jacob Blake was no longer able to become aroused? Well, I don't know what happens when you're paralyzed, but maybe. Well, he uses maybe. his fingers for his assaults, so he's still fine in that right. regard. A furious Dan, the real message of cuties is Islam is right about twerking. <laughs> Dave the skeptic, uh, gross crowds is just mad because ninety percent of his sex life is gone. <laughs> All right, pretty good. Creasy bear, are either of you familiar with the second um, Thessalonians two eleven? For this reason, God sends a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. I can't explain the current breakdown of objective absolute truth. It's a weird verse. Hmm. No. Uh, depressing. Um, John Wolf. Now they want to grant 16-year-olds the right to vote in the same vein as cuties. Why are liberals trying to grant greater agencies to younger and younger people? Because you're idealistic when you're young, and so you don't question, um, the not the necessarily the legitimacy, but like how easy it would be to enact their policies, uh, how feasible they are when you're young. Um, that story is in San Francisco, too. They're trying to get 16-year-olds voting in San Francisco. So, and again, in the state where it, I suppose it wouldn't be fair to say greater and greater agency in the context of that Scott Wiener bill, but reduction in penalty for those who take advantage of minors or reduction. Doesn't that, isn't that, if if it's supposedly a consensual choice and you're 14, you think you're making a consensual sexual choice. Isn't that granting them increasing agency if you're reducing the penalty? Sort of. And it goes to the, the whole bill goes to a judge's discretion. So if the judge doesn't want to do that he doesn't have to but it's certainly if it's not that it's in that direction absolutely the nados lycos no no thank you sir well, I'm sorry i'm sorry I'm so tired um long down john so i have this idea for a great movie it's a piece highlighting the dangers of mixing water and electricity by filming someone jumping into a bathtub with a hair dryer netflix netflix will love it you yeah exactly pitch it to yeah. Uh, that's so funny uh, stogies and broomsticks they're ruining everything I like. I swore off sports due to the political ass hattery, and now I cancel my Netflix over child exploitation. Yeah, mm. uh, maybe this is part of it too. Maybe the the Netflix uh, canceling. Maybe this is all part of their eliminating the the bread and circuses because they know that pedophilia is intolerable to anybody that has a moral core. It's a pretty broad Ooh. unity on uh, on um, condemnation of cuties. Yeah. It's a very small group of people willing to consider its nuances, let alone praise it. But as I was mentioning when you were out too, there are some really damn creepy, honest reviews of cuties on YouTube that are just fine. Susan has no problem with those, but I I have watched a few of those. I've not watched the movie itself. I've watched the honest reviews. Uh, No, thanks. I'm not watching the movie. I'm not watching the movie, yeah. Uh, Thanatos Lyko says, fat fingered the last one, but no biggie. Just wanted to say I always appreciate advice. Just a thought, any chance you could do a video shouting out the artists and musicians who've offered their work? Um, well, I, I can't necessarily do that just because that's not necessarily the content that people tune into this channel for. However, what I can offer is what I got going on my website, which is the community page where I feature videos that are political or otherwise or work from all sorts of people in the audience. And honestly, I don't get a lot of contributions to the community page. So if you have work that you would like to have featured on my website in the community page, Send it my way, and generally speaking, I'm happy to put it up. Um, 
And uh, that that's the way that I choose to help out and do, do what I can. Cause you know, uh, I, I want to be, I want to be helpful in the community at the same time. I got to produce the content that people are tuning in to watch. And even though the music is great, people aren't tuning into my channel to watch a 10 minute video about other people's music. You know, it's just, that's just not what's happening. So I got to be realistic about on that front as well. Well, somebody in the live chat just pointed out that these girls are actually younger than, than Lolita. That's true. She was 12. Hmm. Huh? That's weird to think about. Sean McVay. Uh, do you see the story about the Cali national guard chopper rescue? I'm just saying if the helicopters are already there, do you think they can be repurposed for the pedo problem? Um, yes. You could push a lot of people out of helicopters. I've been watching Narcos. You can't. They got good helicopter scenes in that show. I haven't watched it yet. Show is just violent pornography. Hmm. I, I don't know why I'm watching it. Uh, Gary Christensen. Uh, sounds like I need to pay $10 to post again. I'm sorry, man. Uh, regarding 15% unemployment, unemployed donations. Those are 2019 stats and Republican donations under 5% per Tim pool. Interesting. This was referenced earlier. There were claims that there were a lot of like the, there were a ton of unemployed. Uh, there were a ton of donations to Democrats from unemployed people. And the average donation was like 74 bucks. And my response mm -hmm. was, well, if there was ever a time to see bizarrely large unemployment contributions or unemployed contributions to politicians, it would be this coronavirus context because a lot of people were making more money unemployed than they were in their prior job and they maybe gave it to politicians. But this is clarification that that wasn't even 2020. I guess it was 2019. So that does make it weird. Uh, Trapped to the World says the most disturbing thing about cuties is elites saying it raises important issues while they attack anyone disgusted by child porn. They're so depraved they can't understand we had a consensus already. Mm. Um, they're just trying to push the envelope so they can introduce something later. Uh, or when they all get caught being pedophile, pedophiles imminently, it won't seem so bad. Uh, Eric Burns Marsh. Matt, speaking of early beauty and the beta shows, did you ever find Trigglypuff's, Trigglypuff's sex tape? Ugh. <laughs> Or proof I am that not she be has actually had sex, which she claims to enjoy on a frequent was, basis. Is this supposed to be a thing? Was that claimed? I don't remember. Uh, maybe I, I, it's been so long since I've thought about Trigglypuff. I don't remember if she made that claim even. So no, I've never seen the sex tape or seen any reference to it. Yeah. Throw the flower on her and see what, see what parts are wet. Isn't that how you'd have to do it? Roller and flower. <laughs> As the old the joke sex. goes. Yeah. Operation 12. Keep spreading logic and truth, Patriot. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks. Much appreciated. And I owe one there, too. There I am not going to be niggardly. Operation 12. I just read that. Uh, Colin Brancho says, Wife gave birth to our third last night, watching from the hospital, having our first little girl, and getting to listen to Blonde's post-baby return to spicy form makes this a pretty good weekend. Congratulations. What a joy uh, having a daughter is. Yeah, con um, congratulations, man. That's great to hear. Thunderstorm. I have a theory. You're not banned like others because you're monitored. On a side note, YouTube Wolfenstein 2 is the new Colossus March. It's fun. I have heard I've heard anonymous claims that uh, that say that's true, that we have someone monitoring us on the inside and that for some reason we might even have a friendly person or two on the YouTube inside that it, based on what I've seen, I could believe that's accurate because my personal channel gets deferential treatment differential treatment from my clips channel even let alone cnn so yeah. i think that someone uh one is monitoring this show like a human is monitoring the show and two that there is at least a person with some sympathies to give this show a little bit of a break that other people don't get which selfishly cool i, I like having free speech on this show 
but that's not the standard I want. I don't want other people starting a new channel not to be able to say the same things that we can say. Sorry, what? That's not... I th- Come on. I think, uh, speaking of the mic issue, I think what's going on is like, there there might be something going on where when I'm talking, it's cutting your audio, but I don't know why that would be. Because I couldn't hear you right there when I was talking. Oh, okay. I said, shut up, man. No. Shut up, man. No, I mean, um, I, let's ride this, ride this into the ground. Let's ride it until the wheels fall off. I agree, but I want everyone on that wagon too. And some people can't even get on the wagon now. Yeah, but I'm willing to um, compromise a principled stance for my personal benefit. So we should just keep doing. You got to stay in the um, game. I don't want to. I don't want to self nuke, but at the same time, I don't. I don't want to be so uh, so complicit or so uh, compliant that we just tune in to uh, have us read the latest CDC mask recommendations or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rainier Chen says, FYI, Matt, it would be very easy to access your private vids with the right access to YouTube backend. Also, the second guy's answer in the CNN footage can easily be noticed by running the transcript through speech recognition. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Anyone at YouTube would be able to access those unlisted videos. Of course. I just mean, if you're somebody searching YouTube, you'd never be able to find the videos on my channel, which sort of defeats the purpose of policing them. Oh, my baby's going crazy again. Let's do a few more. Um, Andrew says thoughts on legalizing drugs as it actually helps society since Canada legalized weed bus trips have been an endlessly stinky and unpleasant series of involuntary secondhand highs from strung out losers and jogging pants. Um, I don't know. I'm conflicted about this. On the one hand, I think that we should decriminalize it to a certain extent, but watching what happened to Seattle with opiates um, has changed my perspective on just straight up decriminalization. Hmm. Um, the Portugal model is interesting, but I'm not sure how applicable that is in a multicultural society with 330 million people and a massive homeless population. We're not familiar with the, what they did or what the case is. Uh, in general, I don't want a ton of laws against victimizing oneself. I would put a lot of those laws in the category of, of gambling or, or certain alcohol restrictions, even though I think these are vices that a, a self-governing person should regulate in their own lives. And I don't think are healthful, healthy or helpful, especially when in excess. Um, in general, I don't want to, I don't want legal prevention of people victimizing themselves. But the difficulty with a lot of these issues, drug issues, is at what point does the consumption and distribution inherently victimize other people? That point does exist, but it's very difficult to describe. To the point you're making, if a guy shoots up in his apartment and ODs or whatever, trips out of his mind, well, he's a person with agency and he made a judgment. And if he didn't victimize anybody else, are we supposed to criminalize that? That said, when everybody's doing it and they're all tripping out of their minds and attacking each other for the limited supply of drugs that they're all craving, that, that there is a reality where that it's not just a reality. It's, it's a almost inevitable outcome. So it's, it's very yeah. difficult to draw that line. I don't know. I can't articulate it clearly, but it's gotta, there's gotta be some semblance of it to define. Uh, let me see. Let me reload. Uh, next up is Shaniqua stunning and brave. Your favorite. I wanted to start a conversation on social issues. So I made a snuff film of force sexing a female disabled jogger. My next video will depict Silencing a victim, destroying evidence, and digging a shallow grave. You're so bad. Wow. 
Um, my baby's going crazy downstairs, so I'm going to have to boogie. I think that you only have about five more minutes. Okay. Yeah, I think we're close to done. So if you want to uh, call it a night. Thank you guys for your flexibility. I appreciate it. I don't think she'll be eating like this for that that much longer, but she's three months. So, so we'll see. We'll uh, investigate any audio issues, and we'll be back on Wednesday, supposedly, with um, functional call-in show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll a see. functional call-in show setup. Actually, the irony, I'll talk about it on Wednesday, but if you guys missed the call-in show, um, Blonde Discord had basically blocked all of Blonde's communication without blocking her account or banning her account. We couldn't figure it out. And so we got, that was Wednesday night. And then on Thursday morning, we're like, all right, we can't have that happen again. Let's set up, figure out what the issue is. We set up and started testing Discord and like magic, it worked right away. Now, right away. No problems. Discord is a mysterious software and tech does mysterious things. However, I can't ignore the coincidental timing with which that happened as though and we know discord is monitoring our ser- our server they told me to clean it up or it'd get banned and i said no pay me i'm not doing work for you yeah. and then they just left us alone so we know someone's messing around in there did they mess with your audio setup we'll see if know. it happens again on wednesday then i think we can safely say yes yeah and yeah. then we'll have to use that that other thing All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you on Wednesday. Probably, hopefully, it goes smoothly. (laughs) All right. We'll see you then. Thank you, guys. I'll uh, catch up with the rest of the uh, Super Chats here. Uh, Comic, Super Comic Fun Time says, the only reason Kyle Rittenhouse was armed putting out dumpster fires ignited by Antifa felons is because of the failures of Governor Tony, is it Evers or Evers, uh, the governor of Wisconsin, and Kenosha Mayor John Antaramian? both of whom should have resigned by now. Well, the governor of Wisconsin, Mr. Boney Tony, as a friend of the show calls him, Boney Tony, what he said in the aftermath of the Jacob Blake shooting was terrible too. We don't have the facts, but the cops are racist. That was essentially the statement. One of the worst political statements I've ever seen. Turns out the facts uh, are highly relevant, probably should have waited for them. Mr. Rich Low Pitch says, I think that interview Biden did with Cardi B will help him out, mainly because Cardi B is the only one more incapable of forming coherent sentences than Biden, so it might make him look good. She should do all the interviews. Yeah, it's a fair point. Uh, Zach T just sending a, uh, a animated emoji. That is much appreciated. Chris M says, uh, skipping on TV, saw an ad for medicine that said, it, uh, it may be, quote, suitable for those assigned female at birth as if a doctor rolls the dice and just randomly gives out double circumcisions, puke. Yes, assigned, assigned at birth. That's what we're going with. Smirkin Fidel says, hey, Gage, what exactly does arm dust taste like? I mean, some of the stuff had to get in your mouth. He probably did take a splash of like his own blood and muscle juice on his face. If you look at the aftermath scenes, He's obviously very bloody, covered in a lot of his own uh, his own fluids from that exploding bicep. Anyway, um, okay, I think we're good over on uh, on D Live. Let me check in on Streamlabs. See what we got going on over here. I left off with uh, let's see, left off with Phil Redicus says I have never had less empathy for. Oh, I did read this one. Thank you, Redicus. Crypto Crook says, Matt, what are your thoughts on bulletproof vests? Do you think it's a must-have item or more like meh, whatever? Uh, Anything that you have at your disposal for self-defense purposes, I think is highly valuable right now. Uh, Body armor included. And um, uh, if you're in the market, like if if you're looking to buy, I myself have been making various purchases over the course of the last few months and during the year. 
And uh, I can confirm there is still body armor available at at actually reasonable prices if you uh, if you're shopping around. And I've seen a few. So if you're if you're in the market, send me an email and I can direct you to a place or two because uh, I know they're still out there. Frankie Fasthand says, longtime listener, since the uh, political and cultural fight we're facing is undeniably a fight between good and evil, I think it's more important than ever that we rally behind God and faith. May God bless you both, your families, and everyone watching. Well, thank you for those kind words. And uh, he has another one too. P.S. Matt, I loved the video a week ago, a week or two ago, exposing the reason for the crazy demolition costs in. Uh, Kenosha or Minneapolis, right? That that one was about Minneapolis. Law-abiding citizens are getting screwed on all sides uh, by, uh, by meddling government. It's not complicated. Protect your rights and stay out of our way, or protect our rights and stay out of our way. Yeah, that's uh, that's government's one and only job. But of course, they can't do that. Thank I you am for not supporting the show. And um, and and I appreciate the well wishing. Thank you. And and as far as the uh, the commentary on faith. As I continue on this journey to figuring out my own perspective and what I believe to be true about the universe, when it comes time to choose my own neighborhood, uh, it won't be a difficult one when I choose between, and I already have largely, but if I had to choose another neighborhood neighborhood now, if you're asking me to choose between um, moral people of faith or the degeneracy that we see on the streets of major American cities, that is not a hard choice. Whether I understand the spirit, the claims of spirituality uh, and all that or not, I know that um, in general, the sort of people of faith that you're, that you like, like you sound like you are and the, the people you're describing. Yeah. Those are the neighbors that you want. So agreed in full hypnagogic monk says in the same spirit of say their name with the bonus of um, bullshit cop action, Lyndon Cameron, why is no one talking about him? Rhetorical question. God bless both of you. Well, thank you. I actually don't know that name either. So you're giving me some lessons here since we, uh, have to say the names though. So this is actually recent. I had not heard anything about this CNN headline, CNN, uh, a 13 year old boy with autism was shot by police after his mother called for help managing a mental breakdown. Uh, wow. I'll have to read about that story. That one is news to me. So is he still alive? I see a photo in the CNN story that shows him in a hospital bed or was he killed? Oh, headline. The first sentence says 13 year old boy was seriously injured after being shot by a police officer in Salt Lake city. This was uh, this was Friday. It, it says last Friday. And it was written on the 9th. So this was Friday, September 4th. That must have happened. Very recent. Thank you for the information. Phil says, part of why I doubt Jesse's story is that he's still walking around. <laughs> I'm betting an actual white supremacist would have finished the job. And if you're going to do it with that flimsy noose, like that, that, that noose would probably have snapped with any sort of a, I mean, full weight, obviously. But if you actually tried to strangle someone with it, I'm not sure it was strong enough even for that. Candy Mac says, hard for me to believe how the ungodly Dems have any support whatsoever. I am astounded. I, I, I really am both because I can't believe in the void of values in that party. That is to say the, the, the seeming lack of principles, morality, um, any, any sort of fundamental truths they seem to pursue but um, but just the blatant hypocrisy, just the because they have a lack of those standards, you'll see the sort of shifts like we were talking about tonight, where you can go from declaring Brett Kavanaugh unfit for the Supreme Court because someone said he touched her 20 years ago in a way that she didn't like to now having a guy who is active, who has an open warrant for his arrest, specifically for a sexual assault. But he's not only um it's not that he's just ignored and we pretend he doesn't exist. He's actively celebrated as a hero. He's actively praised. 
And that sort of hypocrisy, regardless of what your value structure is, I don't think is respected by anybody. But somehow Joe Biden is the front runner or so we're told to believe. Looks like we're good over on Streamlabs. Um, let me refresh over on YouTube. Other than that, I think we're good. Let's see, we do have a few more. A few more over on uh, YouTube. Laurel says, my mother asked me what I expect to happen in the months and months after the election. I had a hard time answering. How do you envision the country in the weeks after the election? Chaos, man. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Chaos levels beyond what we've seen this year. The thing about the original coronavirus fear uh, the original coronavirus hysteria where you had trouble finding stuff at the stores and all the toilet paper was out that it's not as though I wasn't of a so-called prepper mindset prior to that, but that was an additional wake up call. And I think it was an additional wake up call for a lot of people who thought preppers as they're called were, were stupid because that was um that was like a dress rehearsal for an actual emergency or panic. It was very inconvenient not to be able to buy toilet paper. It was very inconvenient to have weird specific food items like pasta not available. But what if the supply lines were actually disrupted? What if it wasn't a matter of waiting for a week at the grocery store to get that stuff? What if it was not actually possible to get that stuff anymore on any sort of recurring basis? That's a genuine emergency. And I don't think we're that many levels removed from a genuine emergency. I, I think there are a lot of forces at play right now stirring up chaos intentionally. But I also think that there are enough people who will go absolutely batshit crazy if Trump is reelected because no one's going to buy the legitimacy of that, they'll say that he cheated on the other side. If Biden's elected and it's a bunch of mail-in ballot stuff, nobody's going to buy that as legitimate. The one thing, I don't know a lot of things for sure about how the fall is going to play out, but I do know this. Nobody will believe the results of the election. And if nobody believes the results of the election, that is a recipe for chaos and severe social conflict. I I think as as doom and gloom as it sounds, I think a lot of this year was really a warm-up act for how bad things are going to get post-election day. I hope that I'm wrong, uh, but I'm operating under the philosophy of hope for the best and prepare for the worst. And I certainly hope all of you are as well. And if you haven't been, um, it's not too late. It's still not too late. As I was saying, there's lots of stuff out there that you can still get to make sure that you're prepared for a worst-case scenario. And um, if you haven't considered those sorts of scenarios, I hope that, that you might start while you still have a couple months to work with. Simon... Reichek says, uh, good day, uh, good day, presumably from down under first time watching live this year, heard all of the podcasts though, South Australia to ban plastic straws and cutlery soon. Glad we moved away, but I uh, bet the stupid will spread soon enough. Well, it saved California banning the plastic straws, turned them into an environmental utopia. I do know that. So you have that to look forward to downskated says, Matt, I feel your pain. Former diehard Steelers fan. I'm no longer going to watch any of the NFL. They got woke and now they have to go broke because of those fart sniffing liberals, uh, because the fart sniffing liberals won't watch violence. Well, that's the irony. None of the none of the people who actually appreciate the NFL social justice messages actually watch football. They I guarantee it, it's most their their demographic skews male, although there are plenty of female football fans, but it skews male and therefore it skews conservative or libertarian or just not leftist. So the bulk of their demographic is going to be turned off. By, by all of this nonsense and it's not going to work out well financially for the league but maybe someday football will come back for the sake of football and football alone and i'll if they do i'll be there dear john says just got laid off silver lining matt and i once made love he was rear-ended so hard i caved in his bumper it really smashed the junk in the trunk 
if you know what I mean. Uh, I do. I was there. I'm sorry to hear about the uh, <laughs> the layoff, but uh, of course, hoping for greener pastures ahead. Good luck uh, with the situation, dear John. Derek Finley says, Patreon lawsuits, any update? I don't know if this went through the first time. I don't think I saw it the prior time, so maybe it didn't. I don't have any additional information on the Patreon lawsuits. I was and am still interested in getting involved as a por- former uh, patron of Sargon's prior to his banning. But I haven't been able to track down any lawyer who's working on this. If someone's doing existing work that I can just sign my name to, pay my fees and get in, I'm in. So if you guys know who that is, please email me. I don't necessarily have time to start a whole legal, original legal loss, uh, lawsuit process on my own behalf right now. So that's why I'm looking for somebody already doing the work. But I just don't know who that is. So if you have that information, send it my way. And of course, if I learn more information, I'll share it with you. Darlene Kate says our contribution to the duct tape fund and keeping the sanity safe space functional have to watch later. Thank you for keeping us on the air. Darlene, hope you're doing well. Royal wind says when you look at the demographic trends and the current rhetoric and violence, how are more normie conservatives, not red pilled or uh, on immigration and racial conflict, ignorance, white guilt. Um, I suppose, I suppose there's some idealism to it too. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I, I think everybody wants a a values-driven society and culture. You want adherence to ideals. You want adherence to values. You want adherence to a common view of of how the world ought to be. Um, And I I think that's an admirable view. I think that's something that we should all uh, aim for. The reality side, uh, there is a reality component to that view, though, and that is for whatever reason, um, there are... To put it as kindly and bluntly as as, I, as possible, there are s- certainly parts of the world that choose to reject what are objectively good values, values that build prosperity, values that are moral, values that build the best societies. If there are, for whatever reason, there are people who choose to reject those values, we can't necessarily impose it on them. People have to choose those values for their own sake and they have to make that that decision for themselves. So... Uh, I, I do agree that there's danger in pretending that that side of the equation is not a reality uh, because it is because it is Simon uh, is that that was uh, oh no no Simon's up next Simon Reichick says uh, I live on two and a half million acre a two and a half million acre sheep station only uh, have Wi-Fi in the house so I can't listen live usually I got to hearing your podcasts on the on Got used to hearing the podcast on one and a half speed. You guys sound really sleepy to me <laughs> now. I suppose you put us on Shapiro mode before and we're probably lightning speed. Thanks for tuning in, man. And uh, and good luck. President uh, Megtama says, ooh, I like the new test pattern. Again, that's listener Chris. You can uh, you can thank for that one. And I think we are all set, guys. We're good over on DLive. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll check Streamlab once more. And, uh, and then we'll call it a show. So... We are all set. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us tonight and putting up. I'll see if uh, see what potential audio issues there may be, and if there's anything I can fix, I'll get to the bottom of it. As always, appreciate your patience. It is uh, tonight and forever will be a duct tape production. So thank you for tuning in live. If you're listening later on demand, we got BitChute, we got DLive, we got the audio platforms. If you're listening on those, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. And if you want uh, more of the show, if you can't get enough. Of this fantastic listening material, we do have even more over on those audio platforms. They're linked in the description. They're linked on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcasts. You can listen back to the call-in show. You can listen to other interviews we got going on sometimes, stuff you might not find on YouTube. And as always, you can email us 
that's beauty in the beta at gmail.com we will be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not me the press it is beauty and the beta have a great night